What's up, guys? Welcome to SpawnCast episode 10. We are officially one week away from E3. That's right. Next Saturday, uh, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we will have the EA Play, where they'll show off all, all kinds of stuff, including the new Need for Speed that just got announced. So let me... Uh, let me jump over here and introduce, uh, I guess people don't even need introductions at this point because they're with us every single week. Uh, Philip, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic and exhausted at the same time because I just finished playing two rounds of the test punch in a row for arms. But uh, other than that, yeah, I'm doing great. Glad to Very be good. here again. Very good. Uh, Evan, how's everything for you uh, today, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, you just got, you guys literally just pulled me out of a season five ladder match and overwatch because i completely forgot what time it was <laughs> over oh you're, you're back in overwatch again uh, a bunch of my friends got back into it so we're all doing team stuff now the new season for competitive started so that's all we're really doing yeah okay 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 i i didn't know i didn't think you'd jump back into overwatch that's that's interesting yeah i thought you'd be out of it by now although your friends are playing it though right so yeah that's what makes it fun yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, let me uh, let me ask Philip. What uh, you were playing the test punch the past two times, and they added Twintel to it, right? Yeah, they added Twintel. Good old Miss Twintel. <laughs> <laughs> how did how does she control? I didn't get a chance to play it because I was like shooting and editing all day. Um, yeah. but how does she how does she play? Um, she's okay. She kind of reminds me, and this is gonna sound kind of weird, but if like if Arms had classes, sort of like how Overwatch had classes, I feel like she would be almost like a sorceress because like the way she moves around the ring i know it sounds kind of weird but the way she moves around the the ring like you can jump in midair and then when you're jumping like if you hold the dash button she'll actually hover and like move around which is kind of cool oh, um that's interesting. I yeah like so she'll like fly around the ring but she when she's like that she's kind of vulnerable um to like grabs and stuff so i figured like if i practice with her i could probably get pretty good with her but right now i'm just pretty much garbage did you, did with you play some characters. uh did you play some hoops did you get some b-ball in i played it once unfortunately really oh man yeah it's a lot of fun it's all it's a grab fest that's so what i was gonna say it looked like a for grab me it's fest. perfect yeah <laughs> yeah it's so cheap but it feels so satisfying like when you dunk you get that like HD rumble feeling, it's like the best. It's like NBA Jam, right? Except you're smashing people through the hoop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> NBA great. Jam with arms. <laughs> That's great. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was doing some research on it. I saw somebody posted their Fitbit trackings for arms, and uh, they burn like 300 calories in an hour. Oh, I believe it. I'm sweaty after every sweat punch <laughs> session. I'm sweaty, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it looks like that. That could be an interesting side effect, though, from arms where people may actually get exercise without even realizing it. Yeah, yeah. I was streaming it earlier, actually, like uh, around 11 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, I mean, just like throughout that stream, like I was trying to get like really technical with like the people in my stream. And there was this point where I was playing with Master Mummy and everything just got like really broken down and very like, I don't know, there was that moment where you're having like a versus one off, like halfway health with the other opponent. And it just got like, that's really that moment where I really felt that uh, arms had a lot of depth to it, you know, like that I like all of my movements, no matter how big, no matter how small, they actually mattered precisely because like if I wasn't fast enough, I was going to lose. And ultimately I ended up losing. But like that moment in particular during the test punch was so like, cool so definitely check that out if you guys didn't get a chance to see my stream there's a little a little self-promotion yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks fun I, I think at this point i'm ready and i'm just waiting for the retail release now uh yeah of, of course a lot of people have the full version like for reviewers right now so a lot of people are playing the full version currently 
Did you see that like um, headlock mode or or uh, boss battle mode that was going on or that's happening in in Arms? Yeah, I never mm. heard about it announced. I guess it might have been like a surprise announcement along with that other character that was also announced. Um, but like, I guess that there's a mode where you're just fighting a CPU enemy called Headlock that kind of like takes the form of another Arms character, except their head is like a robot, and so it's just it's usually like a three player versus CPU round. And it's awesome because it's it kind of feels like a little horde mode, but against. I was gonna say it's like co-op then, right? It's totally co-op. It's a totally co-op mode, which to me is like something I was not expecting out of Arms, but something I really would have loved to see out of Arms at the same time. So it's so cool. You know what I mean? They're getting creative, man. That's that's the Mario Kart team at work right there. You know, trying yeah. to find a way for us to work together in a game where we usually punch each other in the face. That, that's that's actually really cool. Yeah, that team is amazing. The Mario Kart yeah. team is top-notch oh yeah so um but now that we're done that uh i assume uh philip have you just been playing a lot of arms this week or are we doing some other stuff too it's just been a lot of arms like the whole week ever since the test punch kind of kicked off i've been really into that whole game and then also like a lot of other reviews and stuff for new accessories there was like a zelda accessory that came out for the switch that was kind of cool so i heard you got tekken 7 though i did yeah How's i got that? Tekken 7. you know it's not bad see i'm i'm not a big fighting I'm not a big fighting fan, um, but I remember playing Tekken a while ago when there was a store we, we worked in, Evan and I did, and in the back we had, for some reason, do you remember why this happened, Evan, where we had arcade cabinets for some reason in that like retail store? Because Damien talked to a guy that re- refurbished them. Oh, no, this was back with the yeah, original Steve. No, it was with Steve. The other the Steve, original, yeah. yeah the he, he knew a guy who refurbished uh, arcades, and then they set up a deal where the guy who refurbished them would get money for people playing them, but then Steve turned them on to free play and screwed the guy over. <laughs> no, so what happened, Philip, was uh, the store we worked in. This was a long. This was like 2010, wasn't it, Evan? I think I think uh, nine actually. It's either nine, it was. Nine. It was when Madden 10 came out, so it had to have been 2009. And um, we had arcade cabinets in the back, and one of them was Tekken Three. Evan, was it Tekken Tag? Tech and tag, tech and tag. That's right, because the the visuals look pretty good. But um, we knew how to turn it on free play. We actually opened it up. And there's a switch you would flip. So we would play that. And there was a Street Fighter. It was Alpha Two. It was out. Al- no, yeah, it was Alpha Two. I think Alpha Two. We had that it, also. That Relento um, in it and all them. Yeah, the oh, idea was awesome. yeah, the idea was we had birthday parties back there, so we were supposed to leave them on like you have to put money in, and then <laughs> the guy who left them there for free would come by and kind of collect the change, but. Um, our boss at the time just set it to free play and uh, unknowing to him, we would just go back there and play on the arcade. We would take turns <laughs> playing arcade games all day and uh, we would play Street Fighter and Tekken was the other one. That was my big exposure. That's the most time I've ever played Tekken was there doing that. But before then, I played Tekken 2 on the PS1 because that was around the time where our schools lent us PlayStations for learning games that none of us played learning games on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did anyone's school do that? Any? I mean, no. I don't know how many people were. What school did you I mean, go Evan, to? You're, you're like, <laughs> Evan, you're like right around my age. Um, you would have been one of the people. This was a. No, but el- did, that's not how it happened at my school. <laughs> this was elementary school. This would have been third or fourth grade, I guess. Maybe it was when the PlayStation first came out, which would have been what a 90, 95, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they they sent. PlayStation's home with us to learn. They gave us a uh, a game that had a blue moose in it, and he would surf around and solve equations. <laughs> and they sent us home with that, and the, the idea was that we would learn from it and not go out and rent games, and we all went out and rent game, <laughs> rented games instead of play the one they gave us. Wow, that's like yeah. such a 
dumb idea like what a what a what a backfire right in their faces let's get yep. all playstations but then again like even still today they're like handing out ipads yeah exactly school. it's the same so. it's the same thing but in this case they said here's a playstation go home and learn with the blue moose and i'm trying i think it was like it was hang loose with the moose or something like that was his catchphrase wow. and uh everyone went home like i remember i the first game i rented was hercules on the <laughs> ps1 which was an awesome game it was such a good game that was um, your exposure to PlayStation? Yeah, was, that was my was first the game. Learning was, game and yes. Hercules. Yes, because at the <laughs> time, I think I had a, a Nintendo 64 at the time. I didn't have a PlayStation. And I, I got that sent home with me, and they gave it to us for half a year. We got to keep it for like four months or something like that. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, I think half the kids didn't brought it back with like broken controllers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then some of the people in the chat are saying Math Blaster. I remember Math Blaster, and then there was Number Crunch, where he played as a... Uh, this was on old like five and a quarter inch floppies you would play as a frog that would go around you have to eat certain words in a grid um i remember that it was i think that was number munch um but yeah that, that was my big exposure i rented that i rented tekken 2 uh mega man uh x4 i think or Mega Man 8 and that, i just did that the whole time um they wouldn't even quiz us they just sent us home and asked us to do that so <laughs> it nice. was not the best idea. but yeah anyway i, I played tekken 7 and it's good uh, there's a few things that are interesting about it. First off, the PS4 Pro I now know plays at full 1080p. Um, the regular one, PS4 version, plays at like 900p or something like that. It's like a lower version. And then the Xbox One plays at 720 because it just they just can't handle it. Um, but huh. there's some something to do with input lag or something. I, I saw an article at Eurogamer, I think, where they were talking about it, but it's not as good as the arcade version. Um, apparently, if you want to play it like for real, you get an arcade stick, you buy it on the PC, and then it pretty much works perfect on there. Um, so, uh, Evan, were you even tempted to buy Tekken 7? I never was really into the Tekken series. Uh, the hitboxes always felt weird to me because when you're watching a character just spin wildly and characters get hit at random points, I never I never really liked that. And we both knew that guy who was able to flawless people by just juggle comboing them. Uh, <laughs> remember that? We had the Tekken tournament, and he was sitting there on his PSP making sure he had all the timings down, and then he'd get up, pick any character, and just 100 0 someone. <laughs> it was, I, I it was really easy for me to play like i think it was eddie gordo or whatever right is it eddie gordo is he like the brazilian fighter the one that would break dance fight yeah gordo was one of them that was the one everyone played because apparently he was easy because for some reason his hitbox would like shrink and collapse in ways people couldn't hit but then his attack box would get really big for some reason um and then he had a daughter who also fought like him and the one that we were doing for the tournament oh really did he make is he in tekken 7 uh, who's that? Which person? You, John. What? Oh, Gordo. Gordo. Are, you, are, you in, are you a character? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I, 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 the I one Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't been able to play it that much. I, I went through. See, I'm not big in the Tekken lore. Uh, uh, but yeah, they have pretty much everybody in there. I mean, it's the biggest list they've ever had for characters. They did, they add any, uh, did they add any like fun mini games? Because I know like I play, I was big in Tekken. I think it was Tag Tournament on the PS2. And they had like a bowling game that I was obsessed with. Like Tekken Bowl. It was like I played that more than I actually played the act the fighting game itself. <laughs> I see they didn't have they don't have a lot of mini games from what I can tell. I just played online and then I did this. I really want to do the story so I can try to figure out what's going on in Tekken. Uh, yeah. but still I just I feel like I would have had to go on back and really read read up on the lore before I started seven, just so I knew what was going on. I, I don't know what's it's really going on in it, to be honest. Does anyone really know though what the Tekken lore is? I don't <laughs> See, yeah, that's. I mean, you have to really be into it and like have been playing it for a while. They had yeah. an animated, uh, an anime, a couple animated movies actually that went over it. 
but I mean, they can throw that out the window at any point and just do something else, really. That's true. Well, the online's good for it. It has like a full ladder system for tournaments and everything, and it's uh, it's overall it's it's a fun game. It's just I'm not the best at fighting games, so uh, you know, you get you get annoyed if you lose. So yeah, so. oh yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's it's just the combos apparently work well. I just remember. Like the people who play online against you in this are are serious. I, I realized that pretty quick when I get on there. But we would hold tournaments at that store, and man, people got so serious in those tournaments. Do you remember that, Evan? People oh, would like that oh. Tekken specifically, Street Fighter yeah. tournaments. The people that went were part from the Shuriken forums. Those guys were so cool. Like they'd help the people learn combos. Those kids came in and they actually showed them a couple things about the characters they liked. Oh, it was so nuts. And then the Tekken guys came in, and it was like anger in the match mm. at how quickly someone was about to kick the crap out of someone else's yeah they would they would play tekken on um like the, on the regular screen because we had a 130 inch like uh projection screen in the back for tournaments and then a lot of them would bring their psps and set up over in the corner and like try to get their combos down because apparently it worked the same across and that would it was that serious they would get off the big screen and then run over and start practicing their combos on the side <laughs> <laughs> um it was it was oh and uh, uh akuma is actually in tekken 7 Wow, from Street Fighter? Uh -huh. Yeah, Akuma's in it. That's a cool cameo. I have no idea why he's in there, <laughs> but he's in there. I noticed it's... him right away when I turned it on. Really? Is he just selectable right away? You don't have to unlock yeah. him? Yeah, I just went right in like uh, in the exhibition, and he was, boom, right there. You could just play as him. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, I it's it's amazing like how many fighting games we got all of a sudden. Like I know that Ultimate Street Fighter Two was a re-release, but like that came out on the Switch, and then we're getting Arms as well on the Switch, and we're also we also just got Tekken Seven. Like all these like fighting games coming out are, you know, kind of I don't know. Is that normal? Is that normal for a wave to sort of release? Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, what when did Bla didn't Blaze Blue and Street Fighter Four come out around the same time? I think so. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Blaze Blue came out. And people were serious about that. But I mean, Street Fighter Four. Whenever Street Fighter drops, back then it was really popular. Street Fighter Five is just ugh, it fell off a cliff so fast. Yeah. And nobody is willing to buy it now. It's It's twenty bucks at Walmart. I can go to Walmart right now and buy it for twenty dollars, and they have like twenty of them because no one's buying it. The thing with that was that it wasn't really a finished game, though, right? Like it no, was. It, it didn't. It had no arcade mode when it came out. <laughs> Yeah, right. no story mode specifically. They had nothing. to add it in later. Yeah, it's like, what? How, how did a $60 game come out and have nothing with it? It was the craziest thing. So it, uh, they're going to keep trying It's super buggy on PC. Yeah, like it's... It doesn't even cool. work on PC. You can't even play it, can you, Evan? I can't. There are people who can, but like, God, it's so rough. Right. It's like a specific set of hardware or like a specific like operating system configuration to make it work. It's it's a whole it's a mess, really. It's like you need Linux and yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll run it on my Raspberry Pi. Pi. Yeah, yeah. I love that bad boy. Um, but uh, you know what? There's some uh, interesting stuff that happened this week. And I know the Internet's been going nuts right now. Um, and I guess we'll just start with the big one. And that is the weird uh, uh, proposed headset that Ori put out there for Nintendo. <laughs> and uh, I know, Philip, I know you saw this, obviously. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw it. <laughs> and uh, Evan, did you, did you get a chance to see this headset? Yeah, I, I took a look at the picture. I mean, I think we might have had a chat about it before, not on podcast, about how that was going to be the answer. And it's, it's definitely crappy. Um, yeah, Evan, why don't you tell me about this setup here? <laughs> well, it's the basic because you had the splitter. I know you said, and I think I heard a couple other people say in videos that it would have the audio from the game and then the microphone go to the phone. But really what it's doing is it's going to splice the audio from the game and the phone together because you are going to have to hear what the people are talking to you as. I think that's why the little switch 
is there for the volume control or right. something on one or the other. And then you have the microphone and it still kind of sucks. And this is going to be like the biggest issue I'm going to have with the switch from this point forward is that the VoIP isn't in the system and it's so annoying. Right. I mean, there's ways around it. You could use your own discord. You could use Skype. There's, there's stuff you can do, but the fact that it's 2017 and the system is still for some reason, not able to do voice chat when I was voice chatting with my original Xbox in 2001. I feel like there's a problem. Even the PlayStation 2 had native voice chat. Um, yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense to me like why we need this sort of even even that dongle like when we're looking at that headset, it just doesn't it, it doesn't work or I don't understand why people don't just use the cable, the headset that came with their smartphones, you know, like why would I go out and buy a special edition Splatoon headset unless I was really into Splatoon? Like, why would I need to go out and spend that extra money when I could just use my earbuds that came with my phone, especially if I have something like an iPhone seven and I don't have a headphone jack, you know? So what's interesting is the, the, the headphone jack on the switch is capable of being a microphone out as well. Um, I mean, if you look at your switch, it's printed right on the top. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, this headset I'm wearing right now while I'm talking is a switch branded headset that has all of the stripes for the microphone to work when you plug into a port like it's on top of the switch. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. When I bought this headset, I was like, oh, great. This will work fine on the switch whenever they add it. And now we see this weird, uh, I, this weird, I guess, uh, device to do it. It's almost odd. Like, why wouldn't they just make it so that you could pair up a even a Bluetooth headset to the switch? Because the switch can do Bluetooth. And it can connect to more than just a Joy-Con. <laughs> you can connect to multiple devices for Bluetooth. I just, I'm not really sure what's going on with, with this weird voice. And then we get really even weirder, guys, when we start talking about the necessity for a cell phone to do voice chat. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't we be able to plug in directly? I guess, you know, perhaps what I was thinking, I, I kind of made a video about this the other day, was that possibly Nintendo has future plans to integrate more of their mobile apps with this social app that's coming to mobile phones. But at the same time, I don't see why that would make it necessary for us to have to talk through that app. Like, that app could still coexist and be integrated with those social apps without having that voice chat feature. But at the same time, I know people are, are also saying like, oh, if you had a Discord, you could just go and talk to friends on your Discord. But how would you be able to like communicate with those people? You know, are we going to have to have like an LFG type thing for switch friend code if you don't want to use their voice chat and you want to just talk on, um, I don't know, a Discord server? So I don't know. There's like so many weird questions that all of this news just like broke forward, you know? Because yeah, they, they also talked about how the game has to be compatible with the app. So what does that mean? Like how many multiplayer games aren't going to want to put the effort into making them compatible? So you're going to have multiplayers where you just can't talk to people or use the looking for group or anything. It's going to be kind of weird. I think the big problem here is this third-party app honestly might be something that may be a deal breaker for some third-party companies when it comes to games coming over. Yeah, exactly. Like this really kind of worries me about my hopes and dreams of something like Destiny 2 ever coming to the Switch. Well, even you know. Call of Duty, even Call of Duty, we hear it's in development, but which, what kind of Call of Duty is it? Is it WW2, or is it just a, one that's designed to work just for the Switch? That maybe doesn't have the same type of online. Maybe it doesn't have the the voice chat connectivity because you have to use some weird app that Nintendo has locked down on their side. It's it's very very weird right now with what's going on. It's just think about it this way. I know Philip, you have a um. You have an iPhone 7, right? 
I do. I have an iPhone seven. Okay. Um, and if you have an iPhone seven, how do you how do you plug in your how do you plug in your headset? I actually have AirPods. So <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I use them. They're I, I don't like them. I made the mistake of buying them, but um because they they constantly like fail on me all the time. But I that's kind of what I'm planning on using when I'm in voice chat. Because they actually the sound quality themselves aren't that different from headphones like this, which are the other Apple like wired headphones. So I'm hoping that that's going to be compatible um, with the app itself because it's for me it'd be comfortable and convenient to have a wireless headset like that. But um, for other people, I'm assuming that you know just any other Bluetooth headset would work. Otherwise, the headset that you're wearing, you could plug that into your smartphone as well. Like, I'd imagine that's the only way that it could, it's going to work, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the way I would have to have it. Um, I, it's weird because you would have to have a whole daisy chain of like events to happen for it to all charge and plug in, right? Right, exactly. So for me, like I would need to actually buy an adapter um, that if I was using a wired headset, I would have to like basically spend an extra $20 that makes a, a cable that connects my phone to its charger that connects that like cable to a headphone jack dongle that connects that dongle to like the Splatoon chat headset dongle that connects another wire to my switch that connects another wire to my um, headset. So it's like how many wires are involved just to get me to talk from an iPhone seven. I feel Sounds like that market. Sounds elegant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's more to me. It's, it looks like and feels like more of a nightmare than PSVR was with it, all of its cords. <laughs> at least for iPhone users, you know, if they're using a headset dongle or a head or a headset jack uh, extension, so uh, I just you got to you got to worry about the battery for the switch. We got to worry about the battery for our phone. So hopefully, the battery bank we got has like three USB ports on it or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I How would... do you feel about the look though of the headset itself? Like the oh, shape the headset and form. itself. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. the headsets that go around the neck, like behind you. I don't like the ones that are over your head. Like right. when I'm at when I'm at the gym, I'm stuck with like pods, which are fine. But I would much prefer one that goes around, because it just doesn't irritate me. Like the ones that go in your ear can kind of irritate you. I like those ones that kind of go over your ear and get out of the way, like behind you. Some people said were saying that it might put a little bit of weight on your ears and you might feel it over time. But I, I feel like I would be fine, and I, I would actually like those a lot. I know Evan would like those. <laughs> Uh, definitely <laughs> every every convention i've ever been to to look at games the headphones that they have there it's just like i can't put them on <laughs> my head is too big it's just not good yeah they, evan breaks evan's got a big head he breaks heads headphones like crazy man <laughs> they kind of <laughs> remind me of the uh the original headphones that came with the uh like original xbox live kit the starter kit with the original xbox do you remember that did you get that with the og well, well, the og xbox that? live starter kit like back in the day yeah, when Xbox, came. I did. Yeah, that headset. That's kind of what yeah. it reminds me of, but like a modern, like splatooned out version of it. So I yeah, like that I mean, form. You, you got that with uh, Crimson Crimson Echoes, I believe, right? Crimson Crimson Skies. Crimson, Crimson Skies came Skies. with it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I got that, and I remember I, I thought it was the most amazing thing ever, and I could voice chat at that time. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. That was so cool. Uh, but it was uh, you know what? It, it was it was fun. It was cool because that, and then you would talk trash on other games. See. Nowadays, I like in Tekken Seven. I wouldn't talk to anybody I'm fighting. You know, like there are a lot of games I actually wouldn't use voice chat for. But competitive games, yes, I would use voice chat. Something like a Splatoon Two, I would use voice chat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's gonna I, be necessary. I used voice chat all day in Halo Three. 
in Halo 2, you know? So, I, I mean, Evan, do you use voice chat in your in your online games for your computer? Uh, yeah, I use Discord. Okay, so you use Discord. See, so you're fine with, with this to an extent then, because if it came down to it, we would just use Discord, right? Uh, I mean, you can. A lot of people do, and it is on a phone. Discord is on the phone if you want to do it that way as well. I'm noticing some people in chat are saying there's a chance that it is also going to be on the Switch only, but I mean, I don't imagine they'd make this device if it really was. I mean, I know the wording on their website specifically states you have to have a smart app device next to your Switch. They didn't actually say it works directly from the Switch. I don't know. Well, here's the other interesting thing. Um, you won't be able to have, in this case, from what I'm thinking, you wouldn't be able to have voice chat go through a, a wired connection either. It would all be wireless. Yeah. Which means if you're, you would have less latency on, say, your Switch that's docked and plugged in through a LAN connector than you would through your voice connection on your phone that's going through a wireless connection. Um, so I don't know if you would have desync issues there, not by a lot, maybe, you know, milliseconds, but still, I mean, well, I know, I know at least for discord when my buddy's walking home from work, telling us like where he is to make sure he times himself just right for us to get into some games. Uh, it sounds terrible. Like it's the worst sounding thing ever when he's on his phone doing that when he's home, it's fine. So I don't know how good it's going to be with multiple people in a single chat room on a phone through a Nintendo app. It's going to be kind of weird. I will say, after doing that E3 2013 video today, um, seeing how quickly Microsoft changed their stance on a lot of their policies with the Xbox One, maybe the ma massive backlash that might, maybe Nintendo looks at that and goes, eh, <laughs> maybe we give them an option. That's all we want. They can still have their voice chat through a phone and everything, but if they give us an option just to connect through Bluetooth to the Switch or just have a headset like this, and just say, yes, if you just want to run everything to Switch, you can. I'm fine with that if there is still a phone app. In fact, I think a companion phone app is a great idea because it works well for Steam. Like, Evan, you use, you use that all the time, didn't you? We used to well, yeah. back in the day yeah, when it was just like a couple of us that didn't have the same voice chat since I didn't want to drag you guys into some of the ones I'm part of. But I mean, like, um, but I mean, what I'm saying is like the phone app where you would, uh, let's say you would, you would use it so you could look at the shop, you could send messages, you could buy stuff on it, and then it would install to your computer like stuff like that that's what i'm saying companion playstation has the same thing so it's microsoft so i think nintendo should have it i just don't think they should require us to do voice chat through it is all i think that's what this is going to be i think we're probably going to be able to browse the eShop on it we're probably going to be able to buy games off of it and have it like auto download download to our switch but then we're just going to be required to use it to talk to each other all the time you know yeah, yeah i mean like it, some people just won't care because they just won't do voice chat. But there's a lot of stuff I would um, I would do with voice chat in things like games like Halo Three. We would meet people through that and join, have them join our team. Um, but as long as there are other options, like I said, if that as long as that monstrosity of a, of a hookup is not the only option, I just won't get it, and I'll just use the the option I like. <laughs> Hopefully, that option isn't no voice chat. Is is my hope? Because um, Splatoon, that's a pretty competitive game. I didn't play a lot of the first one, but the more I would watch it, the more I realized that's not like a, hey, let's just jump on there and everything will work out. You, you got to work together heavily in that game. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch uh, a couple rounds of the test fire a couple months ago when that was mm -hmm. going on? I did, yeah. yeah. I liked it. It was fun. It, it was just fun. But uh, I do see when I was playing it that I felt like I could tell people what, when I was going to do you know, X, Y, or Z, and it might have helped us a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, even if you're just playing with random people, just letting people know, hey, I'm going to go left or going to go right or whatever. You know, you could find some cool people to play with. And that's what Nintendo doesn't. I feel like they've never had that capability with their system because a lot of people, including myself, have met some of my best friends through games like Halo 2 online, 
you know, competitive play or whatever, multiplayer stuff. And so, like, I think that that is, you know, Nintendo has that possibility with their games, especially games like Splatoon 2. Like, people could people could get really friendly. You build relationships. You know, Splatoon has that potential. And so does even ARMS. Hopefully they can fix it. Well, here's the next part of that voice chat. They said there would be no, you wouldn't be able to just talk to random people at all. So if you get into a match, you're not going to be able to talk to a random teammate that you're paired with. You have to, like, invite them into your party and be friends or, or whatnot. Really? Okay. And that seems a little, like, that's the issue I have. Like, all right, voice chat is the way it is. It's fine. But if I can't just random, like, if I can't just randomly talk to people in a game, I have to try to invite them in, go through that whole process. It seems a little weird because in Halo, like I said, we would just join. We would talk back and forth. If I don't like the person, I just mute them. Like, it was it just yeah. so fast to mute them in Halo. You're right. Um, what do you think of that? <laughs> no, I, you're absolutely right. There, I've muted so many people in Halo. It's ridiculous. Mm. But like, why not just make it an option? You know, like, why not just make it so that you sign up for the online service and then they say, okay, voice chat is an option. Would you like to use it? And then it's a, it's literally like something you can switch on and off in your custom profile or in your profile for your player. You know, like, why do why do they just not have to give us that option at all? Like. I just think that maybe it's Nintendo trying to sort of keep control over their own network. And it, it seems like they're trying to protect like younger gamers. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's their job to do that. It's the parents job. That's I agree completely. <laughs> I mean, how many kids Evan would come in and buy just the most mature rated games and their parents would just be like, if, if it'll shut you up here, <laughs> it's the future of babysitting. Just throw them down in front of GTA five. <laughs> Go do whatever like, the hell you wanted to do. <laughs> With Nintendo, historically, their console, like their whole like ecosystem has been known to be almost like a safe place to play video games. And so families know that parents know that. And so they think that it's OK for their kids. They, they're more trusting of Nintendo as a company for video games that, to let their children play those video games. Whereas something like Microsoft and Sony, they have more violent games. Their kids can hop online meet weirdos, quote unquote, whatever, <laughs> you know? So like parents, um, Nintendo knows that and they don't want to lose that. They, they honestly, they just don't want to lose that sort of like appeal from, um, you know, parents. And, and that's a huge market right there. It's a bigger market than a lot of us know, it really. No, it is. So. It's, it's bigger than hardcore gamers. I will tell you that the mainstream proved that it's bigger than hardcore gamers when the Wii took off the way it did. Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's jump over to the online service that we got from Nintendo because there's a lot of stuff here, uh, and I know both of you guys saw this because this when this hit on their website it went like viral like crazy. People were talking about it everywhere because there's some really interesting stuff here, and there's some interesting wording by the way that was clarified by a couple different places, including Kotaku who got a hold of Nintendo and they answered some questions. So first off, our pricing for the year, which let's be honest, everyone's just going to buy the year. Um, cause it's, it's by far the cheapest option. It's 1999 for the entire year. Um, that's the full online service. So you need to do that to play online. Um, uh, but then you also get access to classic games. Currently they said it's only NES, but they did say it will inherit more of a Netflix style where the games apparently don't disappear. Maybe the ad games takes them away, but there'll be a slow build of library, basically a library game that is slowly built over time. And as long as you're apparently subscribed to them, you can access that whenever you want. And they're going to add online features to it. So say Mario 3 can have online co-op. That's going to be amazing. That That is, to me, is what I am so excited about with this online system. Everyone's calling it like 
um, Netflix, or at least that's what I've heard a lot of people calling it. Um, and I think that it's a genius idea. I hope it works like that. I hope that we can just say like, hey, like this is, this is I want to play this game. And there's like a ton of old NES games to play. And I guess there's going to be some SNES games to play. But SNES like the, are, uh, we're still on the fence. Uh, they're, they're still evaluating if they want to add that. I think I know what they're talking about, but, but go on, Philip. Yeah, I just I, I hope that like that's sort of the beginning of of this service. I hope that it starts there and then it sort of expands to even like future generations of, of consoles and like we start seeing N64 eventually. That would be cool as well. Yes. So um, Evan, what are your thoughts on this pricing, dude? Oh, great. I mean, it's a great pricing if they have to do it. I mean, if they don't have to do it, then that's fine, too. I mean, that's uh, I still I can't get around PCs free to play online stuff in my own head, but like of the consoles of the games that they're putting out, maybe if they announce even like more mainstream ones coming out, $20 is like the best you can possibly do at this point, as long as their servers are great. Yeah. It's less than $2 a month. <laughs> yeah. But the still, the hope is as long as the servers are great. Cause if they're really crappy and people are just lagging all the time, then it's going to be miserable and it really won't be worth it. So we'll have to see really. From, well, from your point of view, Evan, what if it was, you look at it more like a subscription service where you do have a decent online, uh, uh, like an online service, but you have a, a pretty good list of games you can choose from that have that online functionality added in with multiplayer. It, yeah, it, if it depends on the list, really. I mean, we've heard how many games so far? Was uh, do, they showed Dr. Mario, Mario 3, and Balloon Fight, I believe. Yes, yeah, so the major Nintendo-specific titles, like are we going to see Contra 1? It might be an uphill battle because it is Capcom, I think. Well, uh, Konami, Konami does some weird stuff yeah, with Contra. They, they have no problem throwing around Super C. Something about Contra, though. They just don't want to give Contra to, to Nintendo. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's the best titles I remember on the NES and even the Super Nintendo, if that ever actually becomes a thing. They're not Nintendo titles, so I might not see them. It's going to be kind of annoying. Okay. Okay. But I mean, let, let's say maybe they actually get like, all right, let's say they get endless duel with online features. <laughs> if the magic happens and they just get it. Yeah, sure. Fine. That's going to yes. be fantastic. I might 20 bucks a year to play endless duel against tons of people and just stomp on them as tall geese. Let's do it. I mean, dude, 20 bucks is enough to where some people might actually forget that it's, that it's being charged to their card. Like, cause it's, it's such a small amount compared to say, Microsoft and Sony where that's like 60 bucks a year or maybe you go oh man 60 bucks got taken out you might completely miss 20 bucks you know a year getting taken out so there's a chance people just leave their cards on there and don't even realize it's happening <laughs> that's happened to me a lot too with like other subscription services like I think I've been subscribed to Hulu for like five years completely it happens to everybody. And, and that's the <laughs> thing that, that's the thing everyone all these companies they're seeing this right now right they're seeing that Oh, we can charge for something that could be like a net. Like everyone sees Netflix as the ultimate business practice right now because Netflix is making so much money, so much money. Um, but if Nintendo does it right, they look at it and they say, "Okay, we're going to start them at twenty dollars a year right now, but over time we'll add stuff to that library and we'll build that library, and then eventually maybe they do a price hike." To be honest, because they can. Um, why not? Maybe they start adding like originals, original type games to that service, even like how Netflix makes their own, uh, you know, movies and or TV series for Netflix. So there's a lot of stuff Nintendo could do here, but I think at $20 a year just to get people in makes a lot of sense. I think it's like, what was it like $4 or something for like tw three months? No, it was four. It was like four bucks for a month or something, $3 for a month. So the $20 makes sense just to do it for the whole year and not even think about it. 
Yeah, exactly. It oh, well for three months it's it's seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Um, so. Yeah, for one month it's three ninety nine. But honestly, like for for that price, that's so much cheaper than I initially expected it to be. Like we all knew it was going to be cheap, but to go that low, it's really unexpected. And I wouldn't be surprised if we did see like a price raise. I think that's a really smart move on Nintendo's part because we've seen other companies like Netflix do that before because they started out with like I think it was it was a little bit cheaper and then they had like a four or five dollar price raise a couple of years ago i'm pretty sure so i mean you know bring them in with a low price show them some good games and then make them stay make them want to stay like make it as good as the psn make it as good as the as, as xbox live but they're gonna lose everybody if it's not if it's not a stable service like if, if we're getting disconnected all the time if the voice chat really does suck they're gonna lose sort of like i feel like the core audience that they could have that plays online games on other platforms like PlayStation and Xbox. So, yeah, there was a uh, what was that? What was that um, service called? This is a while ago. Was it Evan? Was it GameTap that was on the PC that did that same thing? Yeah, the there same was, idea. There was GameTap. Uh, yeah, they were the main one for downloading stuff. I think they were backed by. Oh, I can never remember his name. It was the world record holder for I think Pac-Man and stuff along those lines. Remember we watched okay. the we watched that documentary about him. Oh, uh, Billy Billy Mitchell. Yeah, there you go. He was, yeah. he backed it because he did like his perfect run of Pac Man on it, and then they had the whole speech or something he gave about how awesome the service was. Then it died. So <laughs> it it did kind of die, but it was an interesting idea. I think they had that. I remember they had Psychonauts on there. That was one of the games they tried to that get was, people in. That on. was one of the big first ones that they picked up, and I know it it wasn't really about playing against other players. It was more. Uh, it would have a universal high scoreboard, so people could try to get onto a scoreboard with some of those games. So uh, it was pretty cool, though. I did try it for a little bit, but it just wasn't that interesting. I already had Psychonauts anyway. I think I think that I think it was like ten dollars a month for that too, from what I remember. They did cheap. a they did a free one initially. You got like a free three months to try it or something. I right. did about one month of that, and then I just canceled. <laughs> that was it. You just said you just canceled after you tried it out. You're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, then there you go. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I'm definitely in for that. They sound like they uh, they pushed it back as well. It will be uh, you'll be paying for it in 2018 at some point. I assume maybe even the first month, maybe January. But they're going to release it to us as a like a free beta at some point. We were getting really close because remember, guys, originally they said that it was going to be you're going to be charged in fall of 2017, and right. we we're getting. I was talking about this before. We were getting dangerously close to fall. And still no word of anything. My thoughts are that the app just wasn't ready. It's hard to say. Um, they need it ready for Splatoon, so we know we have this this beta by Splatoon, right? In like late July, and then we'll have the rest of the year pretty much to to just be playing it and trying it out. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they get it out there. We have a chance to kind of try it out, and because they need feedback, they this is gonna be Nintendo's first shot at charging for online. They desperately need feedback for it. Right, exactly. Like I think I'm, I'm pretty confident that the app that we're gonna get during the summer with Splatoon two is probably gonna be pretty close to what the final version of the app is gonna look like. Because I'm assuming that they want really wanted to get it out with Splatoon, like you said. So by the time that you know we are in 2018, like we're we're essentially gonna be playing that version, maybe with slight additions, tweaked, more stable. I'm sure that because it's a beta, like maybe there will be voice complications, maybe there will be glitches and stuff like that. But we won't really have a right to complain about it because nobody's paying for it yet, you know. So hopefully they can make a good impression with us, though. I, like that's that to me is also very important and crucial because if it sucks right off the bat, then everyone's going to kind of give up on it right away. So 
Oh yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's the thing. They have to. It has to be good because people are already looking at it with that price tag. Because a cheap price tag can go two different ways. People don't realize this. Yes, it's great. It's cheap, but some people look at it and think that it's just not a good service because it's so cheap. Right. So they they need to kind of hit the. They really need to hit it hard and and show that it's worth you know it's worth the money. <laughs> Otherwise, it, you're going to have people that kind of look at it as that third service just because of the price, which is weird to think about. But that's just that's how people think sometimes about that. So. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting, and I, I really look forward to see how this turns out and what their library ends up being as we go along. So, um, but uh, it was, we will see, we will see, and we're also um, we're also seeing some other interesting stuff pop up as well. <laughs> there was one, there's one really interesting thing. If I could jump away from Nintendo for a second here, and that is that <laughs> a, a word around the internet right now is that someone is designing a Dreamcast emulator for the Xbox One. Um, and I don't know if you've seen... I talked to you guys about this a little bit, I think. There were other emulators that were on the Xbox One that got pulled down. Wait, were these the emulators that were sort of released through Microsoft's uh, store? Yes. Like, secretly? Yes. Okay. Yep. And uh, the NES one was on there, and it also played Super Nintendo and Game Boy and stuff like that. And now uh, a person is saying they're going to try to develop a Dreamcast, a, a Dreamcast emulator for the Xbox One, which is crazy. It's going to apparently play in dev mode, which you have to set your Xbox to developer mode and you have to buy a license from Microsoft for like 20 bucks to do it. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but I, I honestly, I don't know how the Xbox One would be able to play Dreamcast games because it has a very hard time playing PSP games right now. Um, but I... It, has a, it can play PSP games? Yeah, there's a PSP emulator for the Xbox. Basically because oh. the Xbox One is a computer and it runs Windows 10, it's very easy to make these emulators for it or just pour them over. That makes sense. Right, right. So you're going to get that. But I I don't know. It, it seems weird that all of these emulators go into it because Microsoft is not going to allow them on their store. They're just going to take them down or just block them completely. Yeah. I'm surprised that, you know, they're actually letting these things slip through. Like, I'm surprised that quality control isn't a little bit better. Um, isn't there a way for them to remotely delete apps off of people's Xboxes? Yeah, I remember hearing about that. There's a way that they can send a signal and it'll just lock it completely so you can't use it. And then I think the the Xbox eventually deletes it on its own over time because as you use your Xbox and you fill up space, it'll delete stuff you have not played in a long time. And I think it marks that as one of those things that you have not played in a long time. Right. I feel like that happened with um, when Red Dead Redemption kind of, uh, not leaked, but the digital download for it showed up on the Xbox One store. Um, the re not a re not even a remaster. It's not a remake. It's just like a digital backwards compatibility backwards compatibility availability yep. showed up on there, and then it was available for a couple days, and then they just removed it off of people's Xboxes. Right? I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a big deal. So why wouldn't like it would seem like to me at least a bigger deal for an emulator to show up and then then to just remove it? So. Well, the interesting thing about emulators is emulators are technically not illegal. It's the uh, it's the ROM that follows it is technically what can be considered illegal. Good Emulators um, are just programs that ena enable you to do that, and they just may want to avoid that altogether, um, just just so they don't have a bad look on them from other public. Because Microsoft wouldn't want another company to be doing that to them, right? So why why would they do that uh, in in that way, you know, to someone else? So I can understand why they may be like, oh no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this. Makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So, what do you think, Evan? You gonna play some Dreamcast on the Xbox? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, then. All right, very good. This, this very requires good. me to buy an Xbox. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. That's uh, well. This thing is gonna be tough for it to play it because it's just. It's just not. 
a good system for it. It's, it won't work. Oh, man. <clears throat> so next from there, uh, the Phantom Dust Remastered developers, uh, Code, Code Mystics. They finished their Phantom Dust port, right? Everyone played it. It plays great. Now they're asking, what's the next Xbox game you would want remastered? Is what they're asking people. So I'm asking you guys, what next game from the original Xbox would you want remastered for the Xbox One and the PC, actually? Because Phantom Dust is available on PC for free. I've got a really weird one. And if okay. anyone has played this game, if you played this game, then... I, you're my best friend, just by default. Um, and it got a lot of crap once it came out, but I loved it. Advent okay. Rising. Have you heard that, of it? Yeah, oh yeah, I played that a lot, actually. That was one of my big games that I played because when it came out, they gave you a million-dollar challenge. <laughs> did you try to do it? I did, and I, I failed miserably. <laughs> oh, Matt, wow, that's hilarious. I love that game. I, I know that it had a lot of problems, I guess, technically. I didn't experience too many problems with that game, but if they did, like, a full-on remaster that fixed that and brought that game back, I think that would be really cool because that game had a lot of great ideas. It was a lot of fun. It was almost like Star Wars too, because he had like force powers. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was. It reminded me of um, there was an uh, there was an there was an uh, an American anime a long time ago. Um, gosh, oh oh, it was okay. So it reminded me of Star Wars mixed with Invasion America. Um, and I don't think I, I, this is weird. Evan, do you remember Invasion America? I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of Invasion America. Really. Man. Guys, this was on like, huh, this was on like Fox or no, this was on WB. It was a primetime lineup game or I'm sorry, TV show. It was an, it was an Wait, Americanized was anime this, TV show on WB. Was this one they were driving around in mechs? Was that the one? No, or? no, this is, all right, this is the cartoon. If I explain it to you, you might remember. This was like, a, it was an anime. It was on at night. It was like more of an adult anime. And this is kind of when they were testing the waters with WB. He had a glove that only he could wear and it made, it made him like a little stronger. Um, a little was, marginally stronger. Well, he like pick people up <laughs> like this ball slightly farther. <laughs> and, uh, you guys don't remember that? It was it was supposed to be more realistic, but the guy's dad was like an alien, and his mom was like a human. You don't remember any? Of, you guys don't remember this at all? No idea. No. What you're talking about. no, the big thing was it got canceled like right when like the big climax like of the entire arc was going to happen, and they like they cut it from there, and it never came back. So people freaked out. And uh, I think uh, somebody who was writing the books, because it was based on like books, ended up finishing out in book form. But that was, I can't believe you guys missed that. Yeah. That, this was, uh, for, okay, first episode date, June 8th, 1998. And the final one was July 7th, 1998. <laughs> it was like a month. Yeah, it was like five, six episodes. That might be why we missed it. <laughs> wow. I can't believe nobody else remembers that. I can't, I mean, you, there were six episodes. I can't believe neither of you guys remember seeing it was on the WB. It was such a big deal back then. Cause it was like the first shot cable TV took of like trying to put like an anime an Americanized anime. Um, that was, that was originated here on like primetime cable TV. And this is before like adult swim and, and all yeah, that it's, stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, it was before though. It's uh, it's called invasion America. People are asking in the chat, look it up that you can watch all of the episodes on YouTube and, um, it was it was good too. It wasn't a bad anime. It was actually all right. If you go on IMDb, it has like an eight out of ten. It was all right. Um, but that's that's exactly what Advent Rising reminded me of when I played it. 
because uh, the, the main character, if you see Invasion America, looks very similar to that character. <laughs> I'm going to check it out because I loved Advent Rising, so that'd be cool to see that. Oh, see, somebody remembers in the in the chat, they say, motorcycle, please fly. Yeah, that's one of the things he says. <laughs> one of the guys, somebody puts on the glove because the idea was if if somebody uh, that's not like of his royal family or something puts the glove on, it'll crush their hand. And somebody put it on and it like crushes their hand into like blood and stuff. And it was like a big deal because, again, this was like primetime cable back in like the late nineties. And that was uh, apparently it was a big deal. And it was pretty violent for a lot of like TV censorship things. Yeah. That was back when the Simpsons were pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> the Treehouse of horrors, man, that was hardcore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't believe people, man. Yeah. People, people in the chat could check that out. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, that was something. And then um, top it all off. We of course <laughs> on the Nintendo side, we get fake, Super Nintendo, uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers leaks of images. Oh gosh, that whole <laughs> thing! I'm so happy I didn't make a video about that. <laughs> I waited until I waited till everyone talked about it because I I looked at them and I was like, "There's no way this is real." Whenever I see something pop up on 4chan, I am as skeptical as possible on this thing. Like seriously, I I look at it and I go, "I no way, it's on 4chan." You're right. You're 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 anonymous. Um, admittedly though the fakes look good they they did a good job there were some minor like things that happened some shadows that weren't supposed to be there that kind of gave it away but whoever did them did oh no, we, 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 we know who did them <laughs> oh really yeah it was uh it was the bit block uh the guy over there did it the bit block really yeah yeah he, he did it um Wow. Trevor's his name i think it's josh yeah josh or bit block did it uh he ended up talking about it on uh, a website <clears throat> But apparently he did it. Um, he spent time like doing all the modeling and stuff to make it look as realistic as possible. And uh, it was, I mean, people pretty much caught on to it after a little while. I mean, a lot of people were looking at it like this isn't real. Um, That's crazy. But uh, it, it really, I mean, it set the internet on fire there for a minute. People were freaking out that we had a Smash Brothers being announced at E3. Yeah. I honestly, though, think that the Smash Brothers that we will get is going to look a lot better than those images. Like, I think that, is, is it the Mario Kart team again that's behind it? Like, those same people? I don't I don't think so. I think it's somebody else that, that does Smash Brothers. Um, okay, but obviously it's going to be in, like, somewhat of a similar art style or whatever. So oh, like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Smash Brothers. We still think it's probably going to be not the Wii U version ported, yeah. but it'll probably be the Wii U version in some sense. And uh, it's going to come over. I do think that they should look at least a little bit at the 3ds version possibly being compatible in some way since we know they can talk to each other the, the switch and 3ds with monster hunter i feel like they'd be missing out a little bit on that if they didn't do it yeah that would be awesome that would be really but, cool but i mean smash brothers is like a is obvious right i mean that's that's something that we know is happening um i just i feel like evan i mean evan it makes sense right smash brothers and the switch no, it should, but I imagine they're going to hold off till their online service is fully functional and talked about. Because I remember, it. I don't think it's going to be a new one. Is my thing. I don't think we're going to see a new one till maybe a couple of years from now. But it'll probably be the current one brought to the Switch. Yeah, because because they have um because they have their esports push right now, right? And Smash Brothers yeah. is like the spearhead of their entire like their entire e their entire uh, esports section. But I, I remember Smash early Brothers. in its existence, everyone just kept complaining about all the dropped games, the really laggy play, how hard it was to play online. Eventually, I thought it got slightly smoothed out, but there's still problems. And then if they just put it out on the Switch and the Nintendo Online's already doing that anyway, it's just going to be miserable and no one's going to want it. So they're probably going to try to iron all that out before it so even if it is coming and they announce it at e3 it's probably not going to be till like early next year when man they, 
can you imagine if they can get that out this year? Wow, that means that they would have a Zelda, a Mario Kart, a Smash Brothers, and possibly a Pokemon game all in one year. Yeah, but a lot of those wouldn't be new. But it, like, it, they don't really need to be new because so many people didn't have a 3DS. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a Wii U. Yeah, I mean, it's new for the people who skipped it, but like... I, yeah, I guess it kind of works. I'd imagine it'd be better if it was like all brand new titles just dropping all at once. Could you imagine hitting like the major Nintendo titles all brand new all one year? That'd just be the most explosive year ever. Yeah, it would be. But even so, just the namesake is there as well because they can always say this is like Mario Kart, you know, 8 Deluxe or, or Super Smash Brothers Switch or Pokemon Stars. You know, they can, they can name them different things and people who didn't have the Wii U version, they're not going to go back and buy a Wii U and check, you know, is this the same one? There's going to buy and be like, oh, cool, Smash Brothers on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one for me would be another game that would be completely new. Yes, you know? because like, Philip didn't have a Wii U. Yeah, I never had a Wii U. I I played very little of that Smash on like at a friend's house like a couple times. And other than that, I've had no experience with it. So it would be totally new for me. But I don't think that like I would love to get it this year, but I really don't think that we're going to get it in 2017. I think that that's going to be more of a, like a summer 2018 thing. Uh, because they're pushing ARMS right now. Like, ARMS is their baby. That's a big game for them. I think even more so in some ways than Splatoon 2, because it, ARMS is a new IP. So they really want to, like, kind of protect it and make sure it does really well. They don't want to distract, um, you know, with another fighting game. Because obviously once Smash comes out, if it were to come out a month or two or three or even four months after ARMS, it would just shadow ARM. Everyone would just go play Smash. And, like, you know. That's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. By myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I mean, if you look at Christmas time, they have Mario Odyssey. So they, right. they probably don't want to release a Smash and a Mario Odyssey in the same you know month or even around the same time period. I mean, Smash could technically be saved for like next March and people wouldn't mind. That's when I think we'll get it is like sometime either around summer or right before summer or maybe the one year anniversary. I do think we're going to get a big game uh, like around the one year anniversary mark that's going to maybe be announced mm-hmm. during E3. I mean, there's a chance that we will. I mean, Fire Emblem still next year. Right, that's right. Is that Q1 or Q2? Uh, they, they just said 2018. Um, okay. But, I so mean, Q4. Fire Emblem Warriors is still coming this year, too. That's 2017. Okay. You know, yeah. so we, we have Fire Emblem Warriors, then a traditional Fire Emblem next year. Uh, and then I'm Wait, sure... Fire Emblem Warriors this year? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. That's this year. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? They're, doing, they're going big on Fire Emblem right now because we just got Fire Emblem on the 3DS pretty recently. Yeah. And we're getting Warriors 2017, and then we're getting a traditional Fire Emblem game next year so it's like boom 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 you know fire emblem you know full speed ahead yeah they're really pushing that series yeah so it's it's there nintendo is quietly uh quietly putting together a strong strong lineup right now um while we're still talking about nintendo though just in case you guys don't know or haven't heard the news yet um for anyone that bought nba playgrounds i guess apparently the the update is almost ready to be added or to, to be like submitted. And they're sort of working with Nintendo, the developers um, to just tinker out the logistics right now. And then once they sort of do have it ready, we'll have not only online, but everything that's available um, within the other like versions of the game, like um, the other, the other modes and stuff that the other consoles have. So that's pretty exciting. But on top of that, we're also going to get, um, if you bought it early, if you buy it before this update is released, you're going to get a free copy of Shaq Fu. Uh, for the Switch, which is going to be fun, I guess. What did we'll you see? Did you, see the, game. did you see the chat there, Philip? Everyone watches Newswave, man. They know. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. They're gonna um, they're gonna have Shaq Fu show up, a, a, a legend reborn, I believe. And uh, people looked at that at first, and they were like, "Oh boy, Shaq Fu." <laughs> you know, you're How giving do you feel us about Shaq Fu. I don't know. Like, do you feel like that was a serious thing that they were like, "We got to get well, this game back into the mix. We got to get people it, playing this game again." It seems like they're gonna be playing it to the fact that everyone thinks it's a horrible game. Like, they're gonna make it kind of almost a comedy of itself yeah it's just gonna be a self-satire it's gonna be a a parody it's gonna be a parody that's aware of itself pretty much good um but it it looks it it looks funny it does it looks funny you see it's like a beat-em-up but like the special moves are absolutely ridiculous and what they need to do is have him like dunk on people and stuff like that too and like that'd be like his finisher (laughs) and uh but it looks like it's supposed to be a funny game they're still gonna give us all the stuff for the other ones um they're on obviously i guess pc and ps4 and everything and then we then you just get a free game for the switch so it's like oh, okay that, that sounds good well, well i was excited about that because that's like still one of my favorite games to play so thought i'd share it with anyone playgrounds? oh yeah if you, in case you didn't know <laughs> no playgrounds is fun i like playgrounds um they're also up they said they're also going to change the resolution of the characters that's right yeah Yep. So that'll it'll be higher resolution. Um, it sounds like Unreal Engine Four is easier to work with, but sometimes you probably need a little more time to kind of iron out the details. I think that's what happened here, because um, there's a whole wealth of changes happening to this this game. So I'm uh, I'm on board. You know, I I like um, I like NBA Jam. I like NBA Playground. It's fun. You know, it's a good time. I think I, I I'm still unlocking people because it gets to be kind of a grind when you get to the upper levels because eventually you just have to like level up to get another pack and it takes forever yeah so but uh overall it's fun i don't know online play can only add to it right <laughs> that's i mean it's gonna keep people playing the game because i know that a lot of people did like the game and so the, they, they've completed all the tournaments by now they've completed the challenges and not, and they want to keep playing the game but there's really no reason to unless you're really into collecting all the cards and players and stuff right so yeah oh yeah yeah hopefully they can they can update it soon um so that's uh yeah so uh, you know what that's uh, I'll I'll play obviously I'll play um I'll play Shaq Fu but it's not going to be a game you're going to play for long I'll say that you're going to play for a bit enjoy it and then kind of move on it's so. probably like a like a long afternoon game I would say right uh, yeah I mean I think we'll have fun with it but that's that's kind of about it <laughs> um, but um let's uh let's uh, let's 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 jump from there. <clears throat> let's uh let's take a few questions from the from the audience kind of in the middle of this and see what yeah. you know, what is talking about there um <clears throat> yeah let me go through oh and uh oh did you guys see that i'm sorry real quick before we go into that did you two things did you just see that ryan did get cracked yep so they're oh, gonna yeah. release a D, they're gonna release a drm free version of it i already beat it did you did you like it it was pretty good it was actually how, really good how long was it uh, probably beat it and maybe three hours maybe two. Oh wow it's short it's not super long it's longer than you'll think though like when you first start it like there's worlds that you kind of go to eventually in it um story was pretty good and it had a lot of really cool nods to uh other classic games like i remember the opening to the forest world was kind of like multiple doorways when you walk through them you would appear out another doorway so it had that like uh the forest from zelda feel to it i was like wow this is really crazy and, right, uh, but it, it was three hours though. That was it. Yep, I didn't get all the collection pieces, uh, so I didn't solve all those puzzles because okay. I know I got a few of them, but I missed a lot of them because they really aren't on the main path at all. You have to kind of notice a uh, whole side direction to go to. Hmm. Okay, see, I was that's kind of concerning. I mean, I like the sound. The soundtrack is really cool in it. 
it's it's pretty cool i hate because i want to go over things but like it's going to be hella spoilery if i talk about oh, some stuff okay. at it I did, I did like a half hour let's play i didn't realize i was giving away like 30 percent of the game <laughs> you're not you're not though the beginning is so empty of the story like it's oh, really okay. just a you basically played the tutorial on how to notice how to play the game and then once you get to the tower that's when they start hitting you with the story okay okay that, well, that makes me feel a little better anyway um so do you know are the load times long on that evan uh yeah but i heard that that got fixed up do you know, do you know, do you know why up. they were long <laughs> Yeah, it's the, the the DRM they used was like yes. checking way too much stuff. Yes, it's like it was like uh, the people who cracked it got into it and they said that a typical game will make like a thousand checks during a load screen. So it'll check back and forth like a thousand times. Rhyme was doing it 300,000 times <laughs> and that badly slowed it down. So now they remove the DRM. It's going to be faster. It's going to load very quick. And uh, let me bring one other thing to attention before we take look at uh, the audience, take some questions. De novo, right? We all know them. They've they've appeared in uh, games for Resident Evil, and you know they crack, they lock them up, keep people from cracking them and using them. Apparently, this is the word on the internet right now. De novo is in trouble, and they're getting sued because they are they have now used pirated software to complete their piracy-free software. <laughs> nice. This is an interesting, interesting case. Um, let me make sure I have it all in front of me so I don't give anyone false information. But someone posted up. It's an interesting, interesting article because it's all in Russian. So people had to translate it, make sure it's completely translated. But the idea is that they used intellectual property from VM Protect that did not belong to them. And that's how they, they have created their entire de novo platform was based on that. So they have like they have like a um, like a personal program, like a per you know how you buy like a personal account or you can buy like a corporate account. You can load it on one computer, you can load it on as many computers as you want, kind of thing. Depending on right. which one you buy. Yeah. Right. Uh, apparently they purchased the personal one that's much cheaper and used that to build their platform, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is is according to 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 uh, accusations right now and now vm protect does not want to sell them the corporate version they now want to sue them so you may see de novo go away that's crazy that's yes. insane i can't believe that they did something like that like a company who builds that sort of software you know to like basically just crack it and then think that they could get away with it because essentially what what um what they could do now the other company that's suing them is basically take all the royalties or whatever the funds the money that they've used I guess to make that code or whatever that they've done with the other games, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So now they're gonna they're gonna seek damages um, that are around what uh, the people at DeNovo have made from locking games up. Yeah, like so millions and millions. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna look for more than the people at DeNovo have in assets and actual liquid cash, which means that they would then go bankrupt. Um, which wow. kind of is an issue. <laughs> That's crazy. That's not really an issue. It's an issue for them. No one else. Yeah, I mean, this is an issue for them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, Everyone kind of hated them anyway, I guess, right? So. Well, they they hated them because it slowed down the game, obviously, as Evan has seen firsthand. Um, but it's it, it's just uh, I don't know. It, it's it's bad business practices, so I guess it's not all bad. <laughs> um, hmm. so also next thing up, real quick, uh, before we again take look at the check out the audience, take questions. Uh, we got the full finalized schedule for e3 now for streaming did you guys did any of you guys take a look at the schedule at all yet no i didn't see it yet 
Okay, real quick, we have uh, EA is first up. I tweeted this out. June 10th, 3 p.m. my, my time, Eastern. Um, so that'll be EA with their EA Play. This will actually happen before Spawncast that night, so I'll actually have information from that written down. The following day, Microsoft goes on at 5 o'clock Eastern um, that night, obviously, because they're going to jump ahead and try to uh, show off Scorpio. Later on that night, I'll be up late, 12 a.m. or midnight my time, um, Bethesda goes on which I assume they're going to show Fallout VR. Uh, and then the next day, uh, Monday, June 12th, uh, that's that 1 p.m. Eastern time, the PC gaming show happens where they're going to show a bunch of PC stuff. Uh, games all over the place. I think they said Intel is sponsoring it now instead of AMD. So you'll see Intel signs everywhere. Um, Ubisoft is up next uh, later on that day, uh, three, four, 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'm trying to do conversions in my head. 4 p.m. Eastern time. Sony later on that night, 9 p.m. And then Nintendo uh, the following day at uh, noon, actually, Eastern on Tuesday. So there's a lot of stuff happening in a very short window. Basically, from Saturday to Tuesday, everything happens. Um, and it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, Philip, are you going there yet? It's E3. Yes. Um, so right now, uh, honestly, it's looking like it's probably not going to happen. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I know. Just because I, I've been working on some crazy stuff. I found out that in order to qualify for press, you need to have at least 100,000 subscribers. So what? Really? Yeah, I know. It's very, very depressing. I did not I was, know that. Wow. It's like, but people watch my videos. They want to hear the news. And they were like, we don't care. We need to see that check mark by your YouTube name. Really? That's the thing, huh? You need 100,000 subs to go to E3? As, at least if you're just going directly to them. Maybe if you have some sort of like conduit or something like that. Um, wow. I did not go, know that. Yeah. So, but as unless something, some miracle happens, which it could happen because I do have some stuff in the background, maybe that could send me to E3, but most likely I'm, I'm probably just going to be covering it from, from either here or New York. So we'll see. Wow. Okay. Geez. I, I had no idea. Well, next year then, right? Definitely. Next we'll, year. We'll be, we'll be over a hundred K next year. You and yeah, me. We'll, we'll hit, we'll hit, we'll hit, we'll hit E3. You we'll know? get those checks. We'll do it right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it right. We'll do it right next year. Yes. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it looks good. I, I'm looking forward to all of them. I will be streaming all the events. <laughs> uh, so that'll be fun. But um, and then, of course, I'll see if I can grab Philip for a couple of them as well. And Evan, I wouldn't mind Evan, you jumping on for the PC gaming show, even if you're available. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I mean, hopefully they show some good stuff. I've or just even, even Bethesda. You can jump on for Bethesda. <laughs> eh, I don't really care about that. <laughs> I've never been a huge Bethesda fan since the old school Elder Scrolls. Like the old ones were great. And then watching them move forward, it's just never really appealed to me but there was there's games coming up that i've been looking into that i'm actually really excited about seeing gameplay for them i think uh greedfall i don't know if you've heard of that one mm -mm. looks like a pretty interesting uh kind of pseudo i guess almost victorian time but then magic and creatures and stuff type world like a little bit more forward in time witcher type games uh i'm looking forward to seeing that it's made by focus interactive which their games have been hit or miss for me so i kind of want to see if it's a hit because i'd like to buy it okay and then um one other thing we do have our uh we have our um layout set up now finalized for e3 so we know where everyone's going to be we know the amount of square footage that they have as well um and it looks it looks interesting it looks like uh, nintendo and sony are going to be the the, the two guys at the head at like the top that are going to be kind of fighting it out right now. Um, and Microsoft is interesting because they're kind of, uh, they're almost off to the side right now compared to the two of them. They have, uh, Microsoft is actually kind of, 
kind of swept into the room with like Bethesda and WB and everything. And then on the other room, because Sony and Nintendo have so much space, it's they pretty much take up a good chunk of the other hall together. Um, Sony has one big booth, then a small booth. Nintendo has one big booth, then a smaller booth. And it, it really looks like and they're right across from each other too. It looks like it's going to be those two against each other. So it's um, it's very interesting. And then what's really funny is NVIDIA, they have a booth and guess where it is? <laughs> it's it's right next to Nintendo's booth. Of I mean, course much, it is. <laughs> how much control do you think they have over this? Like, did Microsoft ask to not be in the same room as Sony and Nintendo? Well, no, so Microsoft just didn't buy enough room. Ah. They, they're, they're, I think Bethesda has a bigger area than them at this point. Um, like they, someone went down the list and yeah, so Microsoft bought a, uh, uh, their booth 1601, which is 15,000 square feet, same size as Bethesda's. So, uh, yeah, Bethesda and Microsoft have the same type of room in that one area and in the other side. So basically Microsoft has 17,412 square feet at on the floor like when you walk in and you know you get to try everything out and talk to people and stuff nintendo has uh at least maybe a little more 32,400 square feet and then sony has 43,500 square feet so sony has the most nintendo is behind them and then microsoft is kind of far behind um, but we do know microsoft is going to show their stuff at a, a separate location it's not going to be like right on the floor um they're going to show it somewhere else. Then they'll probably show stuff off there. My only concern is looking at that amount of space. It concerns me that Microsoft doesn't have as much to show in terms of games, whereas Sony and Nintendo do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it sounds like. Cause it, the more floor space you have, the more space you have to show off games. So if they, if they don't have a lot, they're obviously not planning on, I guess, having a lot of kiosks up a lot of space, you know, for interviews and stuff like that. So I guess, you know, what are, what is everyone saying that they're going to show this year? It's all going to be about Scorpio, right? And I guess with that, all I'm thinking is that they're probably going to be very VR focused. So possibly like there's just going to be stations that have like VR areas or whatever hooked up to Scorpios. Well, if, you, if, if they rely on the third parties like we think they do, they don't need a lot of floor space because the third parties have floor space. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good point. So you'll see like Scorpios hanging out at uh, Bethesda's booth, I'm sure. Plenty of them there. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. They're going to have that, whereas Sony's going to have a whole a whole bunch of stuff. Their Ace Combat will be there. Uh, Death Stranding will be there with, with Kojima. He'll be, that'll be a big, big part of the show. God of War, they were just putting up a big sign for God of War on one of the skyscrapers. Oh, wow. Uh, yesterday, yeah. So God of War, Gran Turismo, Spider-Man. There's a lot of stuff on Sony's side, and I just I don't know what Microsoft... I, I hope Microsoft announces something, right? That, that's all I can hope. And then Nintendo's going to show up with probably some of the best games of the whole show. I mean, M Mario Odyssey looks insanely good. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is going to obviously be really good. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, God help anybody if Pokemon really does get announced. I mean, that's it. It's, it's pretty much over at that point, right? I mean, everyone's saying if they announce Pokemon, if they announce Metroid, if they announce, you know, like an Animal Crossing, like any, like just two of those games, just two, pick two of the games that like, you know, everyone's talking about, like the six games that could possibly be announced and they'll take home like number one because people want it that bad, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the entire conference is set up for Metroid to be announced, right? <laughs> like, Apparently. The entire thing is set up for Metroid. It's in the United States where Metroid is popular. Everybody is screaming Metroid this, Metroid that. Once they announce Metroid, yes, they, everyone's going to be like, well, Nintendo just won E3. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and Pokemon. Then it's be like, well, okay, all right. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of to that point. Monster Hunter Double Cross 
maybe talk about being localized there. You know, maybe we get an announcement for both the 3DS version and the Switch version, like this year. Maybe around Christmas time, both of those show up for either system. November, you know, you, you never know. December even. Right. My fear is that we don't hear anything about it or just very little about it. And then it's more talked about at like the Tokyo Game Show or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. that would suck. My my I'm fear gonna... my fear is Nintendo doesn't show up with much. That's my that's my fear. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Evan? Well, I don't know why they would wait for the double cross until Tokyo Game Show if the it's talking about localizing. I don't know. They'd go to Tokyo to be like, hey, you're getting it in the U.S. and kind of weird. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you might as well tell us now, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. But yeah, like I've said before, historically Nintendo tends to shoot itself in the foot, and I am really hoping they do show up with stuff as opposed to just being like. Glad you guys like the Switch. Hope you keep liking it. And they just drop the mic and walk away. Like, what? <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Nintendo just gets in there and just just slams the gas pedal, you know, and just just, just keeps pushing forward with games. That's the hope. <laughs> that mm. is. But they have enough to show, even if they don't announce too much that's new. Mario Odyssey, Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, and, and really at that point, I mean, we already know Mario and Rabbids, right? That's going to be shown. We hope, right? I mean, at this point, right? I mean, come on, right? This is, we should know. We pretty much know it exists, right? I mean, this, that's all I can think of now. So, um, What if it was uh, the dip block? What if oh, it was no. all him? <laughs> oh, no. Josh strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And, uh, and dude, the, oh, my gosh. Have you seen some of the indies that are just getting randomly released? Yes. Someone said uh, uh, Project Octopath Traveler. Yes, that is oh, something I need to see. Uh, that, is a, that is a game I desperately want to play. Um. Have you been seeing some of these these random indies that are getting announced, like like uh, Golf Story? No, I haven't heard of Golf Story. Oh, dude, Golf Story <laughs> looks awesome. Yeah, what is that? It, it reminds <laughs> me of that soccer RPG that was out on, I think, the Saturn or the Dreamcast. Was, was it only in? It was Saturn, right? In 3DO? Japan only. 3DO? No, it was a Saturn. It might be 3DO. Maybe I can't. All I remember is watching a video of it, and it was a soccer game and an RPG. And then now we got Golf Story, and it's like kind of the bit version of that. It looks really dude, cool. Dude, it looks so good. It's out this summer too. Um, it's gonna be out soon. But it looks so good. You you play as like a, like an aspiring, I guess, pro golfer, and you start from the bottom to like work your way up. And like you, I mean, you start at the bottom. Like they showed him like mowing the grass <laughs> to make money. <laughs> not I'm even, not even kidding. Not even yeah. a caddy. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like it looked like he was like working. It's like it's think of like um like Harvest Moon mixed with like like I don't know Mario Golf kind of. That sounds awesome. That sounds really yeah. cool. There's a whole trailer. It looks great. Like it, so really it actually look. it actually has like RPG mechanics mixed in with like classic type golf gameplay yeah. or Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks awesome. It looks like you build your character up. You do a lot of sim based stuff as well on your golf course it looks like cuz he's wow. mowing the grass and stuff. And it looks awesome. So I'm that is one game it, it it's probably won't be much probably like 10 or 15 bucks. But it looks so good. That's awesome. The Switch needs a game like that right now, like a really nice indie title that you could just like get lost into, you know, something that, like that. Is that is, Evan, is that Tiny Build? I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't immediately remember. Who is doing that? I, it's somebody like that um, Golf Story. It, it looks so good, though. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know who's doing it. I, I feel. I thought it was Tiny Build. I might be wrong. It might be somebody else. Um. But uh, it looks it looks good. It looks um, really good. Have you heard of Mighty Gunvolt? Sidebar games. Sidebar games. Sidebar games. Uh, yeah, Mighty Gunvolt. Yeah, I played that on the 3DS. You played that too, didn't you, Evan? I uh, played a little bit of it on the yeah, 3DS. Because yeah. they're gonna have Mighty Number no. Nine in there too. 
Oh, okay. Nice. How is that? Because I know that's coming out pretty soon, right? Mighty number nine. A lot of people hated it because it they all expected it to be basically the next Mega Man. But there's aspects of it that I actually did really enjoy with the character interactions, the way the boss mechanics worked and stuff. It was kind of fun. Definitely some downsides to the overall mechanics because it's not just about shooting and blowing people up. You actually have to like freeze them, then combo them to build all this like bonus statting, which feels more like a speed run thing than anything else. But it's not utilized well, I think, but the overall amount of types of enemies you fight, the boss mechanics, uh, it felt really cool because they tried things. One of the bosses actually had a level that you could go left or right, and it was a rotating level where you were constantly trying to get to him to do some damage before you go to the final fight. It was this really cool little... Are, are, you, talking about, are you talking about Mighty Gunvolt? No, uh, number nine. Oh, he was asking <laughs> about Mighty Gunvolt. No. <laughs> the hell out of me. It's okay. I skipped Mighty Number Nine anyway, so that's all pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, Mighty Gunvolt. If you like Mega Man or like platformer styles, you would like it. Okay. Is it like yeah. Blaster Master? It, or is it more it like is. Mega Man? It's, it's closer like to Man. the classic. Yeah, it's closer to the classic yeah. Mega Man. Okay. It's good though. It's a fun game. Yeah, yeah. It was on 3DS. It was very popular. Um, nice. They're bringing it over. I, I don't know. They were talking about a physical release, like a limited edition, but I, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Um, but I, I am very much behind. Did you see the? Uh, oh, what you call it got announced too? It's Sonic Mania got a release date. That's right, August, right? Yeah, it's gonna be twenty bucks. That's awesome. That's okay. a great price. Twenty dollars. And did you see? Did you see the limited edition? Uh, um, yeah, I have it pre-ordered. I'm gonna get it. Oh, you did? You pre-ordered the limited edition? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You'll have to sh you'll have to show me how that looks when you get it. I I'm on the fence about pre-ordering it. It looks so cool, though. Yeah, I want to do like an unboxing video for that. It's gonna yeah, be oh, fun. Yeah. Do yeah. That looks so cool. Um, it's so funny though that Sonic, like that's twenty dollars, but yet Ultimate Street Fighter Two came out at like forty dollars, right? Yep. So, and it yep. kind of shows you, you know, like those are two equally. I mean, I believe they are equally great games. They're completely different play, games. Honestly, I'd rather play Sonic Mania. That's me. Well, I feel like the eShop market for the Switch, since it's such a huge system, is still fluctuating. Games might start to come out more focused on that $20 mark because of Sonic. So it might be a good thing overall for everyone. It needs to. Like, this is going to balance it out a little bit. Because, like, right now, some of those indie titles are way overpriced. Like, Astro Duel Deluxe at, like, what, $15? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, okay. Like, that game is fun. It's got a great multiplayer. It kind of reminds me of... Um, Oh, God, I can't remember the name of that game. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's fun. But there's no single player. So, like, what are you what are you playing for? Or Towerfall Ascension. Like, it reminds me a lot of Towerfall Ascension with, like, how the multiplayer is, like, super frantic and you can jump in with, like, six other people on one Switch. You can even use a touchscreen on the Switch, like, as a controller. All great ideas. All really great. Is it worth $15? No, because you're really only getting a multiplayer game. And you can play by yourself, you know, single player, but at the same time, it's just like it should have been ten dollars. So I just feel like the people, um, developers, might be starting to take advantage of uh, the fact that there isn't a lot of games on the Switch right now. So they can they feel like they might be able to just price a game at whatever they want or maybe at a slightly higher price and just have people buy it because they know it's going to buy or sell. Yeah, it's interesting right now. Any developer, any the first big third party company that comes over. They're going to sell a lot of games. Um, I mean, we see NBA is coming over. I'm talking about like a different, something other than a sports title, you know? Like if Assassin's Creed really is coming over to the Switch, it's going to sell a lot of copies on the Switch. Right. You know, that, and that's that's the word right now is Assassin's Creed apparently is coming. Resident Evil apparently is coming. And if Assassin's Creed does show up in parody, it will sell a lot. And I mean a lot on the Switch. Probably 
it'll probably be like, uh, I would say at least a third of the user base will buy it, which at that time means that Assassin's Creed may sell like 2 million, 3 million maybe even, depending on how many are there at that time. And uh, that, to me, I think at that point, third parties will take notice and be like, oh, our games can sell the, can sell on the Switch because that's the big reason a lot of them are not coming to the Switch currently is because they're the Wii U gave them really bad impression of Nintendo's network right now and, and how they're how they're fans are treating it, you know, third-party developers. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, I, to me, it was really interesting, like, uh, when LEGO City Undercover came out day and day on the mm-hmm. Switch with PS4 and Xbox One, and we all saw that the Switch version sold the best. So I think it'd be very interesting if, if a game like Assassin's Creed came out day and day on Xbox, Switch, and PS4, and we all saw that the Switch version sold the most. I know that that's kind of, like, crazy to think about but i think it's totally possible like you know people are hungry for switch games and a game like that would be incredible on the go and at the same time like it would also be a like a huge message to other third-party developers that this console can definitely push games but i know that that's like you know i know that there are plenty of people out there that are going to buy assassin's creed on their ps4 and xbox because they want to play it at like best graphics full resolution you know so but you can't take it with you (laughs) <laughs> yes that's the one thing that's the old, that'll always be our argument or the switch's argument so <laughs> can't take it with you yeah absolutely now it's it's interesting that there is that much right now going around about assassin's creed being on the switch i'll be curious to see if it is the exact same version or if it is like how assassin's creed rogue was to to uh unity i hope not yeah, i really hope not like yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll see there what what happens and then uh the po did you guys see the pokemon company's revenue a lot. <laughs> I'm uh, okay, assuming. So, well, this would count Pokemon Go in the in this this fiscal period. And uh, let me pull up there. <laughs> this is really funny because I already I already know what it is because I reported it. But the fiscal year for Pokemon uh, <laughs> Company was very high, um, so high that a lot of people thought it was a typo because it was it was insane. So their net profit. For Pokemon, for the Pokemon company, was 143 million um, for that year, which was 26 times the profit from the previous year. <laughs> yeah, the previous year was something like uh, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head because I'm not looking at it right now. Was something like eight or nine million or something like that, ten million. Wow, that's yeah. insane. And uh, that happens because now everyone's looking at it and saying, "Well, mobile, obviously." With Pokemon Go is why they hit that number. Not not necessarily because of uh, say Sun and Moon, because um, previous years when releases like Diamond and Pearl, th- those were always like fifteen million dollar months. Even with those X and Y, same deal. Sun and Moon, while they are like the best selling ones, still are not that much higher than X and Y in terms of sales volume. So it's pretty obvious the the difference was Pokemon Go. And now you can tell, you can tell they realize this because we have Magikarp Jump, right? That came out. Yeah, right. And now there's another one coming out called Pokeland. And this is being alpha tested in Japan right now. And it looks a little more like Pokemon Conquest, for example. So it looks like it's going to be more of an RPG style game. Do you feel like... Um there's a possibility that the Pokemon game or brand might get now oversaturated with games on mobile and we might start seeing like a decrease in like quality of games. Um, What I think will happen is you'll see Pokemon more on 
the mobile devices, but they will probably start hiring. Yeah, it's Pokemon Rumble. People are talking about now. Uh, Pokemon Rumble, and um, people they're gonna start hiring more people, and they probably will make their own division specifically for mobile because, to be completely honest with everyone, mobile is where the money is right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, that's where it is. It's gonna make you're gonna make more money on mobile than you will on game consoles. You just have more customers. Uh, the free, the free premium model thing, freemium works way better. Um, I just, it's getting to that point where I think companies are realizing that mobile is the future right now. I agree. I don't know. I've, I, we're definitely seeing a lot of the Pokemon games come out. I mean, even the second that um, are on mobile, and even the second that that Magikarp Jump game came out, it seemed like everybody on YouTube was talking about it. Even YouTubers who don't normally like play mobile games, um, for instance, like started doing like even small shout outs or cameos of them. Like let's say playing that mobile game. Like I watch RX and I know he was talking about it. So I think that that's like kind of funny that Pokemon has that impact like on the world that, you know, the second, like, even if it's just for one day, if there's a new Pokemon game, like we're going to all talk about it just for, just for one day, you know, even if, even if that's all it's going to be. Well, we so. saw what happened with Pokemon Go, right? Where like the world stood still. <laughs> Transformed the world completely. Yeah. Dude, it was like on Jimmy Fallon. It was like on the late night shows and everything. And that's all they were talking about. Pokemon Go. Exactly. Mm, it's crazy. It really is. It's just the way it is. Um, what do you, I mean, Evan, you played a lot of Pokemon Go, didn't you? I do. I'm still confused as to why they don't push it more. Like push the program itself more at like a faster pace than what it is right now. I know they've added... Uh, events more often you get them like every couple weekends they'll do like an earth event or a water event but i remember clearly the guy running the whole operation said last year duels were coming they didn't come and then they said at the beginning of this year you'll see duels early in 2017 well <laughs> like when's that gonna happen like that's a core component to pokemon is the actual fighting and it's just not happening. It's not happening. You like don't you like tap on the screen a bunch of times when you go to a gym? Basically? You tap, you dodge. They're trying to make it a little more uh, purposeful in combat. It used to be that you just mash until you get to use your ultra, and then you get a kill. Basically, now you kind of have to dodge. You have to kind of know what Pokemon are better for what situation. It's a little bit better, but duels still aren't a thing. I can't just like go to go over and meet you for something and just duel you with one of my ghastlies can't trade uh, either can you nope can't trade uh i remember they said they wanted to get rid of the hackers before they allowed trading to happen that way people don't just have tons of stuff they can send anywhere to the people who don't hack but it just they're not going fast enough i mean it's been months and they re all they did was up it to the amount of pokemon from gold and silver we still haven't had any events that involve uh the legendaries like the only legendaries that have ever been seen in the game were hacked into it by the people who were messing with it on their computers those are the first people to catch all the legendary birds and stuff and then they got banned so like it's been forever and nothing seems to be going in any good direction in the game and i don't know why it's doing so well but i mean i guess mobile just is that it, it really is because if you consider um, you, the way it worked, I think South Park explained this perfectly well. There is like the 1% of the people that play it that spend an enormous amount of money on it. And then you have like the casuals don't usually spend much money on it, but you have 1% of your audience that spends hundreds of dollars on this one game. And this is the way it is. It always probably will be that way. What is it? Clash Royale or Clash of Clans or whatever it is makes more money than any company in gaming right now could ever hope to make. Like, and it's like, it's like 200 people that work there or something. Yeah, but everyone always gets overzealous with it, which 
the company, there was a company that made some of the first ones and they made millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then they tried to put out like six other games and no, none of them sold. And like uh, some company bought them, overvalued them heavily because uh, the game they had out that already made the millions was like slowing down in revenue. And so they bought them for this huge number and then lost a bunch of money. Like it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's a little hit or miss. Well, why don't we jump over to uh, why don't we jump over to the, the audience and I guess talk about some different things, see what they have to say. You guys, got any good questions for us in the chat? Mm, let's see. Why don't you guys see if you can pick out anything? I'm gonna just adjust the uh, the chat a little bit here, maybe slow it down a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking through right now. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Do I think a new Mega Man game is possible? Absolutely. New Mega Man game will happen in the next 20 years. Uh, <clears throat> Metroid, Metroid will probably close out the show. Uh, I would expect that to be probably probably the last thing we see is probably, I still think it's, it's going to close out the show where you see Samus kind of looking at the camera. Um, you got third party support. Um, John asks, do you guys think third party support will be the same as on the Wii U? I think it's going to be a lot better. Obviously it's, it's feels like it's already a lot better. <laughs> um, but I think that it's going to do better. The switch is, seems like it's on track to perform better than the Wii U. Um, and obviously it's being publicly received very well. So I'm, I'm assuming that we will see more third-party support and we'll hear a lot more about it um, this E3. And if we don't, I'm going to be scared, but I'm pretty sure it, we it will. It comes down to sales. It sells well. Um, they will bring their stuff there. So it's going to happen. Absolutely. Do you think an F-Zero comeback is possible? Uh, Wanderson, yes, absolutely. I think F-Zero is definitely, you know, a game that if they're not already working on it, they're considering it heavily. But right now we just got another Mario Kart, like Mario Kart 8 released on the Switch. So I really think that we're probably going to at least wait another year before we see F-Zero. We probably won't even hear it being announced for a year, I'd assume. Maybe next E3 2018 or something. Um, I'd love to see it personally. Hmm. Let's see. When would Metroid launch if they show it? It would. Uh, ooh, that's a good question, man. That's really good, actually. See, I don't. Would, I don't know if they would. Hmm. Go ahead, Evan. We're saying. I mean, we're hoping it has multiplayer, right? So it should launch at least halfway through their testing phase before the payment starts. I don't think they're going to do it uh, after the payment starts because I want. I think they want that game where everyone's doing it all at once to try to server test and see what they can handle and what they need to change before they force people to pay money. So it'll probably be soon-ish. I I could see it. That's tough. I don't think it would come out to 2018. I, don't, I just don't think it would be ready if they're only announcing it then. I would see it would be like maybe an April announcement, maybe an April release. I yeah. just I don't I don't think it's ready in that in 2017 if they're just announcing it then. Um, although yeah. Mario and Rabbids will be just announced, right? <laughs> That's true. That is very true. I definitely think it's either somewhere between spring and summer. 
I think we're we're closer than than most people would assume for a Metroid game. I hope so. They, they, it desperately needs a good Metroid Prime game. Just come out. Absolutely. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Do you guys expect any it's out tomorrow type announcements? <laughs> um, there's always those kinds of announcements. Yeah, Nintendo has done it, but in the past it's been for retro games that they're pulling to something new. I remember they did the... Uh, I think the 3DS announcement for like, hey, you all, thanks for buying it. Here's the Zelda stuff now. And it's like, well, okay. But probably if they do something, it's going to be a re-release of something. I also have uh, some questions here from Twitter as well that I was pulling up while we were doing this. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. There's a couple good ones. One, do you think Microsoft and devs for Scorpio will prioritize resolution? Uh, over frames per second, for example? Do you think frame rate will be more important or resolution? I think that they've shown that they've valued frame rate over resolution before with Halo 5, right? Because it had that resolution scale, scaling ability. Yeah, but I, I mean, think about this. Scorpio is so powerful, it doesn't need to worry about that. Do you think they'd be looking more for like 4K 30 or do you think they'd be more like, oh, let's checkerboard scale it and do 60 kind of thing? Probably 4K 30. Yeah, the 4K 30. 4K, people need to realize that 4K is like the big marketing selling point right now. If you can slap that on the back, you know, the back of the box or the front of it and say, oh, look, 4K, people are going to buy it without knowing what 4K is. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it goes. They're just, they're just going to do it. Um, yeah. 4K is one of those like, you know, trendy words that people will definitely like, they tend to notice that word. It sticks yes. out. So uh, Microsoft's all about that trendy stuff with the kids. The kids. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stay hip. Oh, gosh. Let me see. Let me put a... Uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, you're good, Evan. Um, let, me, uh, let me pull up the next question. So I have to scroll through quite a few because there's a couple that are stuff we've actually already just talked about. <laughs> today. So... Um, <clears throat> Oh, somebody's asking if we'll see an ARMS Amiibo. What do you think about that, Philip? Yes, I do. I do think we'll see it. I thought we would have already seen we'll it probably by now. Three of them, two alternative versions, like maybe a couple custom outfits that'll only appear in game if you have the Amiibo. That's their thing. It's a huge thing for them. Yeah. I just want the Slinky Arms Amiibo. Like, I want, like, you know... <laughs> That's a good amiibo. one. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, they did something with the Guardian Amiibo from Zelda, so I think they could make these fun as well. That cool. is awesome. Um, see. Yeah. Maybe they could maybe they could um like partner with uh I guess whoever made Stretch Armstrong and do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Except I think I've broken every single one of those that I've had. <laughs> like so. a stretch armstrong uh uh yeah, amiibo with um I, I, I can't believe he's not like a that would be hilarious if they made him as like a DLC character. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh man, just straight out of the '90s or the '80s, actually. Oh my no, God. That was not. That was definitely '90s. That was oh, definitely the '90s. 90s. Yeah, okay. I got that for Christmas yeah. one year. Okay. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, some other per- one other person's asking if we'll see VR displayed for either Nintendo or S- Microsoft at E3. I think it's Microsoft. I don't think Nintendo's anywhere close to to VR with the Switch right now. 
um, just unless they do like a separate headset attachment. Because if you guys have ever tried VR before, like it's so important that screen resolution the, with the Switch's screen only being 720p, it's it's really gonna have this hard effect on your eyes. Um, what is it called? The the screen door effect, um, and that gives you kind of like you know it makes people motion sick, it gives people headaches and stuff like that. So I think that if Nintendo were to attempt VR, they would need to have some sort of external headset that they could potentially sell for something like a hundred bucks, um, but. As far as having, like, I know that that video is floating around with that guy trying, you know, VR on the Switch himself. I don't, like, he said it himself, it doesn't really work that well. It's possible, but it doesn't work that well. So, so you're thinking more along the lines of uh, uh, Microsoft doing it with Scorpio. Yeah, I think that they're, like, it's very clear that they're they're hinting at a lot of stuff with it. I mean, they were on stage with Oculus. Their, their Xbox controller is in the box with an Oculus Rift uh, when you buy one, or I guess it used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. It was when I got it. But um, yeah, so I think that we'll see like a lot of VR support coming to Oculus or coming to uh, Xbox with, you know, Scorpio and stuff. I think that we might even see Fallout for um, support coming. And I know that they said that was exclusive to the Vive, but at the same time, Bethesda has shown that they're very, very close with Microsoft. So mm. I think, I, well, Microsoft is definitely, I don't even know if they're doing Oculus anymore because they've released their own, like, um, what is that, mixed reality headset. So maybe they're looking more along that lines for Scorpio. Not even doing, dealing, uh, Oculus has their own problems right now. they got to sort out first. Um, so that'll be, eh, I don't know. Um, other question here is, do you think we'll see Retro's, Retro Studios, mystery game at E3, and what do you think it might be? Uh, I, I still think it's, I think it's Metroid. Uh, as much as they want to try to deny it, I think. Well, they haven't really denied it. I, th I think they're working on Metroid Prime right now, hmm. and I think I think we will see it. Yes, I think they're going to show up. The other question was recently we had uh, Platinum uh, Platinum Games talked about how they are working on a Switch game right now as well. Um, they said it's a new IP. It's not like the, according to them, it's not Bayonetta. It's a new, interesting IP is what they're talking about, and people are trying to figure out if we'll see that. At E3, and who knows what it is? Honestly, it's if it's new, it, you could anyone's guess is as good as mine, you know, as to what that is. Um, but yeah, I think Platinum, and I, I honestly, I think Platinum, and I think Retro will be there for the Nintendo presentation. I think both of those will be announced, even if they're not this year, um, in the 2018, maybe one's this year and one's next year. But yeah, I, Metroid will be there. I have a feeling, and I think Platinum. What do you what are you thinking, Philip? That makes a lot of sense. Um, I didn't know that Platinum was working on a new IP, though. That that's really exciting. Um, I was actually a fan of their. They made the Transformers game, right? Platinum. Pl well, Platinum. I know they're they're well known for obviously uh, uh, what you call it, Bayonetta. Oh, Bayonetta. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but, but I mean, do you think a that lot of other things too? They also well, they also got what you call it, canceled on them, Scalebound. Yeah, yeah. God, of course. Maybe they, I don't know. Oh, this is our new IP. It's uh, Bound by Scales. <laughs> bound by Scales. <laughs> um. Do you think that uh, their new IP is probably going to be something like an RPG or like a something like a Bayonetta type battling game? Uh, I mean, they like game? they like action games. I will say yeah, that their, their history is heavy on action. Yeah, I so would I love would, to see them make an action. Like RPG. what, Mad World? We got Vanquish was one of them. They're all about fast paced action. Yeah, okay. Vanquish is good. Did you see that on the Steam, Evan? Yep, and apparently, if since it's a frame unlock, there was a bug where you'll have more damage done to you because things are actually attacking you faster than in the regular game. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The computer's too fast. Too fast. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's 
it looks good though. It looks really good on the PC. Bayonetta looks amazing on the PC, by the way. Um, and then people are also talking about like Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors about that. There's a lot of I don't even know what to think about that one anymore. I don't think we'll see it at E3. Um, I honestly don't think we'll see it. Maybe we'll see it at Gamescom. But um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean Gamescom. What what is Gamescom? It's in August, right? Yeah, see, that's the thing about August announcements, man. It's so tough to announce something in August and then have it get out this year because then you're giving people, like, a two-month notice, not even. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see Gamescom. That actually makes sense. That's well, they have to... 2018, like, then. I just feel like they have to save some stuff for the other show. Like, you know, like, they're, like last year and, and the years before that, there's kind of been, like, well, we didn't get this announcement um, at E3, but we still have Gamescom. Like, hopefully, we'll get something at Gamescom. So, and then we've, you know, and then sometimes we do get that announcement. Then, so I'm guessing that if you don't hear something that makes you happy there, there, then they might just be waiting for a different time to announcement. Has Nintendo said that they're making an appearance at Gamescom this uh, this year? I don't think we've heard anything yet. Have I? I, I haven't heard anything Probably about not. that. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing to me about that anyway. Um, but we still there's so many games we still need to know about. I mean. Xenoblade 2 is supposed to make it this year. That That's still really hard for me to believe um, that it comes out this year. I would love for it to come out this year. That's one of my most like highly anticipated Okay, games. real quick. Let's look, at the, let's look at the schedule here real quick. Okay. Okay. So we know, we know, well, we, we believe, let's just, all right, what, what, do we, what games do we know right now is coming out? Mario Odyssey, that's supposed to be a winter time. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors, that's supposed to be this fall, I assume. Xenoblade 2 is supposed to be this year. Uh, Project uh, Octopath Traveler supposed to be, I believe, this year. Uh, Xenoverse Two is this year. What? A, they're going to jam a lot, and then we have all these announcements that we think are going to happen. They're going to be jamming so much stuff in the 2017. Not even like all of 2017. We're talking like four months of 2017, five months. I'm not even counting Splatoon Two because that's like after. That's still before the fall. They're jamming a lot of games in there. I don't know if every one of these games is going to make it in 2017. I think you're right. Maybe Xenoblade does get pushed the next year. Yeah, there's just there's so many games that are just apparently coming out, and a lot of them are still just TBA 2017 or quarter three or quarter two or whatever. Like Steep, you know, like that's still just kind of hanging out there. And that's actually a game I would like it. to play. I would like to see on the Switch. I would really like to see that on there. Me too. I think a lot of people didn't get a chance to play it, and if it would do, it would do really well on the Switch. Oh, Project like, Octopath is 2018, um, is what people are saying. Which is weird. That's not until 2018. That game looks like it should be out sooner. Um, oh, and Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim's coming too. Man, there's just like a lot of games that are still showing up on the Switch that are supposed to be out all in one like window, um, and it's going to get crowded. I mean, seriously, if you were looking to buy a Switch in December, uh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it re- that's going to be that's going to be even harder. One, it's Christmas time, and two, so many reasons to buy it are going to be there. Right, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's especially insane. with Mario coming up. So, yeah, I mean, Sonic Forces is coming out. Yeah, like there's two Sonic games are going to be out in the span of like three or four months. I mean, it's good for all <laughs> consoles, but still, that's like, my gosh, that's so many games coming out right now. Um, jeez, and then of course basketball, but I'm, I'm not a big basketball person, but people are. These are just the ones that this is all before E3 information. Yeah. Like this is all like without any new game announcements. No, the the list every time for any company, the list doubles every time yeah. during E3. 
like yeah. all the time. And it's, it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's exciting. It really is. It's going to be cool. I feel like they don't want to push anything though. Like they probably want to get everything out this year. Um, I mean, you know, they want the first year of the console to be like, obviously as successful as possible, but at the same time, I feel like that they, they shouldn't at the same time overcrowd it either. You know, like they should spread out these releases and, and like, look, at all these, look at all these announcements that people are saying in the chat right now, the, the Mario rabbits, we didn't even say that that's supposed to be out in either August or September. Right. That's coming out yeah, in a few everyone, months. Everyone's hoping that Dragon Quest 11 gets some kind of localization announcement. That'll be next year, by the way. I don't think that's this year. Um, right. They said FIFA. FIFA is coming out this year. FIFA. I Madden. I, I have a feeling Madden has to come to the Switch, right? I mean, eh. uh, I, I, I mean, again, yeah. Yeah, you can always just feel like, nah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, all right. Well, honestly, will people really be sad if Madden does not come to the Switch? Yeah, people, not us, but yes, people will be. Uh, people are saying Call of Duty WW2 might be an app. There is this, a lot of rumors going around about WW2 coming to the Switch. A lot of rumors. Payday 2, I have a feeling wrestling will go to the Switch. I think that's one of the Take 2 games they're talking about um, because that's easy probably for them to move over. There's just, uh, there's so many games and they're going to jam it into four months. I just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be expensive, yes. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be tough, though. It's a good time to have a Switch. It's a bad time for your wallet, though. It's it's going to be impossible to find them, though. Like, did did you see the 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 talk about how Apple is um apparently buying all the parts out? Yeah, for the new phones or something. I heard. Yeah, well, they're buying all the... Apparently, flash memory is going to be like a shortage of flash memory for the next year. So it's going to be very difficult to find a Switch because Nintendo just cannot produce them. Man, that sucks. I don't know, because there's still so many people that want them, obviously. Like, they're still, even now, are so hard to find. But I'm hoping that, like, with, you know, ARMS coming up, that we're going to see restocks. So, hopefully, with every new big game, we'll see, like, a wave, a new shipment. So, for anybody that does still want one, you guys need it. You guys should be calling, like, all the time. Call your stores and stuff, because I know that random stores are constantly getting restocks. Right. Yeah. I mean, and people are saying Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing makes an, an obscene amount of sense on the Switch. Because it has that local, like that that local uh, land play you can do, you know, with multiple switches, you can do online, like it's, it's co-op. You could probably do a co-op thing with with the two Joy Cons. Oh yeah, Animal Crossing is perfect for the Switch. Yeah, you need you need to get some people to help you like pull up weeds and stuff. <laughs> you don't even oh, really need man. voice chat for that game either. No, but, no, you, you don't. Everyone just kind of looks at each other with like those lifeless eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just know right away. <laughs> well, that's what happened. I bought, um, I told you I got that villa. Did I tell you about that? The one amiibo I got was the villager when it first came out. I told you to get it and you didn't want to get it. Now it was like the best one for you to get. It was the most expensive one. Yeah. That was the one that was worth the most money at the time when I bought it. I didn't realize I opened it and used it obviously. Um, people usually leave them sealed, but yeah, that was like the, it was, he was just like laying on the ground in Walmart. Cause people like attacked the section and ended up with villager. And he has like those, those crazy eyes where he just kind of stares at you. <laughs> It was great. He was worth oh, like yeah. he was worth like seventy bucks or something at one point. Um, Jesse says Skyrim in November. I keep forgetting about Skyrim for the Switch. Oh my god! Like I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna play it. I've already beaten it so many times. Like on PC, on PS3, on Xbox. I think I beat it on everything. But I'm still gonna get the Switch version because <laughs> I love Skyrim. So I don't know. I I think that's cool. Um, that we're getting that in November as well too. So I'll just be curious to see how it plays on the Switch. You know. Yeah, I think it'll play well. It's an older game. It's been out for a while, so Switch can handle it. Yeah, I hope it's not oh, no, it should be able to, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's the question. Is it bringing over the regular one or is it bringing over the special edition one? That's what people are wondering. Right. It's got to be the special edition, though. I mean, we're still worrying about that, about FIFA. Did you see that FIFA is not on their little keynote thing? It's not called FIFA 18. It's called EA Sports Presents FIFA on the Switch. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a mobile experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to find out Saturday. There you go. I'll be streaming it. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Oh, man. Can't wait. Um, Let's see. Got about 10 minutes left. You can ask a couple other people in the chat. Let me um see what else we have here on my... <clears throat> oh, man. Let's see. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, yes. of course. I would love to see a Luigi's Mansion Matthew, I was just playing um, Luigi's Mansion the other day on the DS, on the 3DS, and like I just had this sudden urge to go back and play it, and it was so hard for me to play my 3DS. I realized because I was so accustomed to playing my Switch, and then like going back to that screen, even though I love my 3DS and I spent a lot of time playing. Oh, it. you don't, you don't, have to, you don't have to pretend, man. That screen's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, to go back, I don't know if you've went back for any amount of time to play a 3DS game, but it's really hard. Uh, it's so hard. So I would love a proper Luigi's Mansion game on my Switch. I think that Luigi's always been more my favorite than Mario anyway. So, Okay, so somebody else asked about this, and this is a, a pretty good one. Um, Nintendo picked up trademarks for Duck Hunt and Hogan's Alley. Yes, that's right. Which is interesting. Um, it says it's for in Europe, apparently. Uh, but there are new trademarks that they have pretty much renewed, uh, more than likely because they needed to in that area, uh, which may tell us that uh, Duck Hunt and Hogan's Alley may be part of the virtual console games going forward, maybe. That's what I think. Some people were saying that, like, oh, is Duck Hunt coming back? Are they going to make, like, a new Duck Hunt game? I really don't think that we're going to see, like, a remastered Duck Hunt or something No, like but that. but consider this. There's no actual way to really play Duck Hunt if you buy it on a flat-screen TV. But if they put it on the Switch and you have two Joy-Cons, then you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Because, the, like, the world of glue or goo, I know that you didn't play that game. But the pointing, the yeah. pointer, so good. It's yeah. perfect. It's really good. So it could totally work with Duck Hunt, I think. Yeah, that I mean, that's perfect, right? And you have two Joy-Cons, you can do two players, and you don't have to switch back and forth with that gun that you would usually use. They should make an accessory, though, that looks like the classic light gun that you just oh, yeah. put the Joy-Con in there. Like, that if, would be if, great. Exactly like the classic one. That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. I would play that a, I would, I would play that a lot, actually. I, yeah. See, I was weird. I didn't play the duck hunt part as much as I played, like, the, um, the what's that, the clay shooting where you'd shoot the, the clay discs that you throw out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would that play was that fun. more. Yeah, I'd do, all, oh, right. I'd do that all the time. Yeah, but I think you're right. That's probably for virtual console. We'll probably see that coming through there. I hope. Really hope. Yeah. Well, that I mean, it still could be a while away, but the fact that they re they don't renew those for fun usually, so <laughs> I would expect those to be showing up at some point. Um, Mario Maker, you know, that's a good question because, like, I remember a couple months ago, everyone when Mario Maker came out, um, they were like, "Oh, well, of course it's coming out for the Switch," but then no one's really been talking about that. So that could be a game that kind of just fell under the radar that people haven't really been talking about too much um, for the Switch, but then it's just going to happen. Yeah, it's it could be show one, up one day. Could be one yeah. of those sprinkle things of information they're just going to toss out at E3. Just that could be one of the ones that they spring on us, like available tomorrow or today. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. As, as a free download, just blow everyone away. 
yeah <laughs> free download oh man well, what they would do what they should do is give is 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 make that a service type game where you um you give away the game and then you sell add-ons as they add stuff to it consistently like they add like like mario pack one and it's like a bunch of extra stuff yeah like that makes sense um oh yeah real quick evan did you see anything about um amd's keynote for vega haven't looked directly at it i, I never tend not to follow anything amd does that heavily <laughs> <laughs> you don't follow time, AMD at all? Every every time I've ever gone from like the standard NVIDIA and um, the standard Intel processor combo, it always feels like, oh, we don't use pre-cooking. So now I got to wait an extra like two minutes when Bad Company 2 loads a map. Uh, oh, our, our architecture for our processor isn't the best. So you're going to experience a lot of crashes in a game. It's like, what? what? I'm using AMD right now, dude. Yeah, I know. And it sucks. <laughs> it, okay. <laughs> My the the i five that I had prior, even yeah. though Eternal Crusades like not that well made of a game, I could play it no problem. I get good frames. The most difficult of maps to render be fine. Moment I started using this AMD processor, I attempted to play it. I got two frames a second for like a solid three months. It wouldn't work. Well, they're apparently they're fixing all of this now with the new one. It's um their new ones called their new like top of the line is called Threadripper. We saw like Ryzen five and seven the new one's called Threadripper. it's 16 cores 32 threads um and uh they did so they did a whole presentation where they showed that off and they showed the vega gpus off what they did was they paired them in crossfire to play uh prey the new game it did 4k but it performed about what you expect a single 1080 ti to perform like yeah that's why i don't watch their stuff <laughs> and it, it the frame tearing was really bad they didn't show a frame counter nothing so we have no idea what the frame rate was it could have been really high maybe it was above what the projector could actually put out and that's why i got that weird frame tearing but we're still left with a ton of questions and it's we don't even know when it's coming out still they, they seem to think it'll be end of july early august for the consumer level stuff they have the frontier edition coming out i believe uh next month we don't know anything about consumer level stuff so yeah. that's a problem because <laughs> vega by the time vega gets out we'll be on to the next nvidia chip so. It's usually, it's how AMD always is. I mean, they they tend to be the cheaper alternative to Nvidia, as we've seen. But you're gonna feel that cheapness. Like that's just how well, it is. Yeah. Apparently, right now they actually are trying for HBM memory two, HM HBM two memory. And because there's a like, it's very difficult to source this stuff. Uh, that's why they're having such a problem getting Vega out. If they had just stuck with like GDDR five X or whatever, they would be fine. Um, or apparently GDDR6 is coming next year, I believe. So by the time they get this HBM2 memory figured out, NVIDIA will be on to the next thing up. So it's 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 very weird right now for uh, very weird right now for AMD. I'll say that weird decisions. So and Intel Intel is also introducing a new CPU that will have 18 cores and 36 threads. So they're going to probably jump them as well. And right now NVIDIA is the way to go. That's just the way it is right now. Um, so I think that about does it. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff we're looking forward to coming up this week. I don't think there's any like new, new games out this week. Cause we're coming up to E3. Um, I know, uh, which calls out, uh, Shante is out coming up for the switch. Is that June 9th? Um, yeah, I believe so. It's coming out. I, yeah. uh, that's that the room good. game, right? That's the that's the like the the the, the side scrolling game where you're a genie, right? Right, 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 right. It's very right. good. It's actually a very good game. It's like a it's like an action RPG style game. It's very good. Um, 
that's coming out. Uh, but other than that, um, I'm not really sure if there's anything else really coming out right now that's like massive. Um, there are flash sales going right now on the PlayStation Store. Um, they'll probably have a pre-E3 or an E3 week sale. Um, but uh, that's that's all I can really think about right now. It's just that we have a week to kind of coast through until we get uh, until we get to E3. It's sort of so. the calm before the storm. It's like the yes. way I like to call it because after this, guys, like we're all going to be talking about all these new games that we just never even knew we like existed. So like this is it. Like enjoy these games for a little bit longer because after this, it's just going to all be about the new it's, stuff. It's too I many guess. games. See, it's literally it's too many. Shimigami, <laughs> Shimigami Tensai 2017. Completely forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. There's too exactly. many games to play right now. <laughs> oh too many my games. Gosh. Seriously, for, for the Switch, there are just too many. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. So you won't see anything. You will see some E3 announcements that are releases. So you will get stuff released on day one. There is, I'm going to say this now, there is a rumored PS4 going on right now that I have a feeling they're coming on stage and say is for sale. It's a gold PS4 Slim that is going to debut with a one terabyte hard drive at $250. And I think that's going to be available um, right away when they show it on stage. And I think the PS4 Pro is either getting a revision or they're just dropping the price to 350. Um, I don't know. Do you think a price drop makes sense right now? Well, because they want to, they want to, um, they want to, they want to head that way for Scorpio. Okay. That makes, well, yeah, that does make sense, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's for the PS4 pro and if they're going against, Scorpio, I guess it would make sense. However, like at the same time, they're still selling incredibly well. They're still like the best console. I don't think they need a price drop right now, right? I don't I mean, think that it, they need to be scared of Scorpio. No, but I mean, on the other hand, let's say Scorpio ends up being four fifty. If they can try to bring it down to three fifty, they could still have that hundred dollar gap. And just kind of twist the knife they already have in Scorpios. Like, yeah, why not? They they stuck with an they stuck with uh, like an older like Polaris kind of setup that they can get away with. So why not? It's everything's cheaper by now. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. If, if I didn't take that into consideration, but if everything's cheaper, then it totally makes sense to drop the price, especially if they're not losing that much revenue on it. So, yeah. so, well, I guess that's, uh, let's, um, let's talk about a few other, Evan, are you, uh, are you, you're watching Silicon Valley, right? Uh, I'm waiting for a cluster of episodes to come out so I can just binge watch. I did watch the first couple in the new season. Oh, uh, you gotta, you gotta start watching it, dude. No, I definitely will. It's just like I got so much I'm watching and doing right now. Are you are, are you watching that Philip Silicon I Valley? I love Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. Are you watching it. the season at all? Is it is it back on right now? Dude, it's been they're in like epi- <laughs> they're going in episode eight right now. Yeah. Really? Of season four? Yeah. Or season. Wow. No, dude, dude, big things are happening too, man. Big things like big spoiler things that I can't talk about. Yeah, I want to. I want to watch it. I just finished season three. Like I don't know, two months ago. So I'm gonna uh, definitely yeah, watch, I watch that. It, I watch it like every night, like that comes out. So <laughs> I'll be watching it. Uh, I guess tomorrow night. Nice. Um, I don't know because yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Because then E3, it's gonna be tough because there's stuff happening Sunday night. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. I would I would go watch. It. It's pretty good. And then of course I need to see Wonder Woman at some point next week, maybe Tuesday because it's five dollars around here on Tuesdays. Nice. It's a good deal. Yeah, it's some yeah, Cinemark place Wonder by Woman. the mall. I don't know. Apparently, it's getting good reviews, so I'll, I'll be get, I'll be watching Wonder Woman as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I gotta wait till there's nothing good out this summer, like movie wise. So it's weak, huh? With the movies lately. Next, well, but, next uh, year, next year we'll have a good summer. Um, with what in I think, uh, what is it? Uh, I know the Avengers. There's another Avengers movie. Um, Godzilla, I think, is next year. Yeah, that's right. 
don't know. I feel like last year we had a, a huge Godzilla, wave we'll of like, right superhero movies. Yeah, we'll get it right this time. Well, they're, they're heading towards the Godzilla King Kong crossover. That's true, yeah. Oh, we have Spider-Man, though. Homecoming, yeah. that's coming out. I, I will see that, yeah. I'm going to watch that, yeah. yeah. So, Spider-Man, yes, I know. Spider Thor is until... That's not till like, later on this year, right? But it looks good. That yeah, that yeah. Rock looks good. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not like a, it's not like the summer of blockbuster. How they always try to put it over, you know. Yeah, um, I don't think it's ever been. Yeah, Thor's always been one of those like offbeat Marvel, throw it at the at some weird part of the year movies. Yeah. So I'll I'll see that too. Transformers. Yeah, I I I don't like the new Transformers the way they look. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is it's with Marky Mark in it, right? Or is that the last one? I think he's back for this. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. Justice League. That's right. Hopefully, Justice League is Justice League is next year, isn't it? Is it? Is it next year? When is that? Is that later on this uh, this year? I thought it was, thought it was this year, but that's it could not, be next year. Yeah, that's not that's not summer though, right? That's like um. Let me look. That's later on. That's yes, yeah, November November seventeenth. That's not this year though. I was looking for. I mean, like, I'm sorry, I was looking for stuff in the summertime, like stuff uh, in the summer. Yeah, for for movies. <laughs> right, right, right. Cars 3. Wasn't that like the violent trailer where they like killed one of them in like the, in the trailer? <laughs> yeah, he, like, he gets flipped over by like the supercar and then he really? goes Rocky. Yeah, he, then he does like the Rocky Balboa coming back and getting back into it thing. But, but, but the original trailer ended after like 20 something seconds of like the car of like him flipping over and into pieces and stuff. And people were like oh, they just killed that car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! The mummy yeah, there, there was a lot of outrage. There was a lot of outrage for that because people are like overly sensitive nowadays. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Disney movie, so. But, yeah. I mean, did, didn't Bambi's mom die in Disney? Dude, yeah. you ever see like? Wait, no, what? That wasn't Disney. And I was to say Ants wasn't Disney, but that was actually a pretty violent movie. <laughs> that was yeah. Some of those like battle scenes, those war yeah, scenes. Yeah, we watched that. We watched that in school, and that was a violent, violent movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man. Uh, that wasn't. I don't think that, that was DreamWorks. <clears throat> but I guess that's. Uh, yeah. Before everyone starts spoiling everything in chat, I guess we'll close it up. Then <laughs> we're already <laughs> spoiling stuff in chat. <laughs> oh man, that's the way it goes, though, man. Um, so that's gonna do it for this episode, Spawncast episode ten. Next week, guys, big, big E three Spawncast because I'm gonna have multiple people on here. We're gonna have all kinds of predictions. We're gonna talk exclusively about E three. Nothing else. Just E three. Um, cause we'll already have technically started with EA play earlier that day. So it'll be all E3. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we think is going to happen at Eve conference. We'll try to put some predictions out there for every, every, every studio, every company. And it'll be, it'll be a fun show, I think. So it was, uh, it was a good time tonight. Had some fun. Um, Philip, where can they find you, man? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Philip Mewson and on YouTube, youtube.com slash Philip Mewson. That's F-I-L-I-P-M-I-U-C-I-N. <laughs> you're, on, you're on YouTube now? Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on YouTube now. <laughs> uh, uh, Evan, where can they find you, man? Just anything Kimmerick's Project. I'll post it in chat real quick. It's Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, YouTube. But yeah, and then just... Keep watching Spawncast. I got some more stuff I'm going to be working on for, I guess, layouts because we wanted to change something up for Spawnwave to be a little more everyone on at all times type thing. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. So I guess that uh, that about wraps it up here, though, guys. We'll be doing a ton of streaming for E3, so make sure you check in then. A lot of stuff. I'm pretty much streaming every conference, I think. Um, and we had a good time when we did the Monster Hunter stream and other ones, so I think we'll have a, I think we'll have a lot of fun. But I guess that's it for now, guys. Stay tuned. Again, check us out Saturday next uh, Saturday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, and we'll have an entire 
Uh, we'll have a tire stream. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but for now, guys, that's about it. And uh, I will see you guys then.